Welcome, everyone, to episode 240 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Uh, no Eric again this week, but Eric will be back next week, uh, most likely. Um, he's finishing up getting the Virginia studio all set up. I believe he's going to be taking pictures and stuff, right? That was posted at some point on social media. Yeah, we... he said um, that pics are to come. Yeah. We don't communicate that well with each other about that sort of stuff. Uh, most of our chatter is... You know, random thoughts and stuff, right? Yep. <laughs> we don't communicate that well about podcast stuff, uh, but everything else we do. Uh, but yeah, he'll be back next week. We'll be talking about Far Cry Primal for our episode next week, so he'll be back for that. I know Will's played some, Eric's played some. I, I'm getting it on computer. It comes out on Tuesday. It's so. out? Yeah. Yeah, it's out for consoles. It comes out oh. for PC next uh, Tuesday <laughs> at midnight, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it came out Tuesday. Yeah. No, I was confused about that, too, because I saw reviews posted on Monday. I was like, what? Like a week early? And then I had forgotten that it it came out on consoles a week week or a week earlier than the PC release. They did I that with something else, too. Of it. Yeah. There's um the that need, new Need for Speed game, mm. except it was a few months difference. Um, so there's that. Uh, our topic for today is the new... Fire Emblem Fates games. Uh, I can say games because it's technically more than one game. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Uh, I mean, I dabbled with Primal. So if you want to give, let me give uh, yeah. some thoughts. You can give first impressions, definitely. Um, yeah, I only played like probably 20 minutes of it. Okay. So it won't be a lot. And other than that, I had just played Far or not Far Cry, uh, Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, Corey. I played my first visual novel. Oh, Ooh. nice! Ever, Danganronpa. Oh, Trigger Happy Havoc. Mm-hmm. Newly came re- out on Tuesday. Yeah, newly released on on PC, on Steam, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about that. And if you hear squeaking, I apologize. It's the dog finding her chew toys that I hide. Mm-hmm. What she can, pulls them out. And... What can you do? Yeah, as long as it keeps her busy. Yeah. By the way, Corey. Yeah. Whenever I see Danganronpa, I don't know why, but I laugh. Danganronpa. Danganronpa. <laughs> Is the name explained Just... at all in the in the in the game? Not in the game that I saw, but uh, the Wikipedia article explains what it means. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, Will, let's get into Fire Emblem, shall we? Let's do it. So the Fire Emblem series, it's a, a series of strategy RPGs, which is a uh, recently back up-and-coming genre, which I like. Um, they're some of my favorite games. Uh, it's a strategy RPG from Intelligent Systems. One of the big draws of the Fire Emblem series, at least as of late, uh, is the, the turn-based combat uh, 
that involves a relationship system. So your characters form relationships between each other. Those relationships uh, give combat bonuses, uh, but you can also like uh, fall in love and marry uh, some of your characters and have kids in the game, which will join your party and fight for you, which is amazing. It's like a uh, strategy RPG slash dating sim. Uh, all yep. rolled into one. It's fantastic. With some with some very interesting dialogue. Very interesting dialogue, yeah. Very interesting characters, definitely. Um, so the newest one, Fire Emblem Fates, it's split into two games for right now. Uh, there's Fire Emblem Conquest and Fire Emblem... Uh, Birthright, birthright, Birthright. Fire Emblem Faith Birthright. I have it all written down here, but I'm not looking at my notes for some reason. Uh, so yeah, uh, later to be three. There's, we'll talk about the third one later. Um, giving the player a view of the war between uh, the Kingdom of Nor and Kingdom of Hoshido from different perspectives, which is very cool. Um, you play as a guy or a gal named Corin, who is a sheltered prince or princess of the Kingdom of Nor. Korn is eventually sent to the front lines in a battle against Hoshido, where he or she is captured by Hoshido's forces. Uh, once in Hoshido, Korn discovers that he is actually born... He was actually born into the Hoshido royal family, uh, but was kidnapped by Nor at a very young age. After some events, which I won't spoil, Korn is given the choice on who to side with, his adopted family in Nor or his birth family in Hoshido. And that's where the different games come in. Uh, I have the Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, which has you returning to the Kingdom of Nor with your adopted family and trying to conquer Hoshido. Will has the Birthright version, which has Korn staying with his birth family in Hoshido and defending it from Nor. Now, there's an unreleased version of this game that's coming out March, uh, March 10th. It's called Fire Emblem Fates Revelation, which has Korin choosing neither and kind of forging his own path. Um... Wow. Fight, fighting the war as a third faction, which I think is awesome. So I'm really excited to see how that that plays out too. Yeah, because I think the basis of it is he discovers what's really going on. Yeah, yeah. Between I, the the war and why why it's happening, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when you're like, I'm only playing conquest, and you can definitely tell there's more going on behind the scenes than than what's what's readily apparent. So no, no Dan. Yes. My first question. For you, yeah. I asked you this over text, but I wanted to hear your response over podcast. Yeah, how do you sleep at night, siding with Nor? Well, my 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 brief answer to that is it's complicated. Okay. Um, so you learn pretty early in the game, uh, even if you have the birthright version. The game splits after like, is it like an hour and a half or two hours? Chapter pl- six or seven. Yeah, you play you play the same whatever version you have. You play Corin's early 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 story before the game splits into two. So you learn that the King of Nor is a bastard. Um, okay. He's uh, he's the evil one. He's ki- he's kind of the puppet master and the orchestrator of the entire war between the two kingdoms. Um, but the his his children, Corin, uh, you know, Corin included, are kind of. They're not not bad people, I guess. They're trying to. Um, they're basically they're they're afraid of their father, uh, King yeah. Garon of Nor, uh, and they're 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 going along with his orders, but also kind of not doing them completely. Like you know, finding ways out of doing some of the horrible things that he wants them to do. Yeah, because one of the examples of that was uh, whenever I run into Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I can always talk him out of killing whoever. Yeah. 
uh, as the Hoshida Kingdom. So, and I wondered if like Xander, Camila, uh, and Leo, and I forgot the other sister's name, if they weren't like Elise, Elise, if they were aware something was going on, so like they're not totally like evil. Yeah, the the Xander specifically because he was the oldest one. Uh, is aware of of some changes that happen in 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 the in King Garon, okay. um, and he uh, makes the other ones aware of it. So, to answer your question, Will, it's it's uh, you, you as Corrin in the Conquest version are fighting against Hoshido, but you're also kind of uh, rebelling a little bit against King Garon and his his cronies. So basically, your army that you have. Uh, and all the characters that you control are aware of what's going on, sort of. So, yeah. like, so basically, you're not playing the bad, bad guys. No, definitely not. And you, tr- you try your best to like spare people because uh, King Garon and, and Iago. Do you know? Have you met Iago? Yeah. Uh, and Hans, they just want to slaughter everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you and your your adopted siblings, I guess, uh, you know, find ways of of sparing people um, from getting executed by by the bad guys. Okay, that's really interesting to me. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's a fascinating, fascinating game. Um, it it's a little bit like how the Pokemon series has two games split, but yeah. like this is way more in depth. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so some some features uh, specific to the the Fate series, uh, three separate storylines, which is great amongst the 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 game and the in the conflict. There's the My Castle mode where the player designs the layout of their fort, complete with shops, bathhouses, defensive buildings, and resources used in forging more more powerful weapons. There's on modes, online modes for battling, which I haven't I haven't done any of that yet. Neither have I. Nor do I really have an interest. I've visited other castles because that's the only way to get some of the resources uh, that you need to upgrade your weapons and stuff. Um There's Dragon Veins, where royal families of Nor and Hoshido can manipulate the battlefield. Uh, by stepping onto the vein. So, uh, for example, like I, I was fighting in a place that had rivers. So if you stepped onto the dragon vein and sent out this this pulse, it would dry up the river so you could move across the riverbed rather than having to go around to the bridges and stuff. Uh, so that can be really helpful. Or, But, you know, it can also bite you in the butt like it tends to do, and sp- specifically in Conquest. There, I just did a mission, Dan, uh, where I could step on one and it would allow, or activate a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. and it would do, uh, it would damage your the enemy characters or whoever was in the area until they had one life left with mm-hmm. one hit. So, like, I did it to a group of their uh, guys, but I was fighting one of my adopted siblings, and she went after and activated one and almost killed my entire army. Yeah, because... So, like, I had to retreat, and I yep. only had one healer, so, like, I had to keep healing yeah. one person at a time, and, like, really... I took, like, 40 turns that battle because yeah. I had to keep doing that. Yeah, because anyone with a royal bloodline can can activate those, both on your side and, and the enemy's side, so... Yeah. You do have to be careful of that. Uh, there's a weapon triangle. I don't know if this was in the last one or not. I think it was in some form... Yeah, um, yeah. Swords and magic are strong against bows and axes, which are strong against spears and lances, which are strong against swords and magic. So there's kind of that that triangle, uh, which is useful to know. I actually just today took a picture of that and put it on my phone. Yeah. So I, I can remember it when I'm actually playing the game because I can never I never remember it when I'm not, you know, Either. not yeah. looking at it. So uh, and then there's DLC uh, with their own side stories. The first one is free. Uh, and it, it takes place where right before the events of Fire Emblem Awakening, where Korn and crew help Krom and Frederick fight a battle 
right, right before the the events of Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh, Did so you it's that? your crew helping the Fire Emblem Awakening crew. Yep. Just of. it's awesome. just um it's just Frederick Crom and um Lisa. The, the, the right? yeah, the young the young healer just, one. Yeah, I think that's Lisa. Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember. It's been it. a while since I played Awakening. Yeah, I mean, I just played this mission not that long ago, but I don't remember. But anyway, yeah. Um, so I'll get into my my experience so far with Conquest. Now, uh, I've played for 27 hours, which that's the time on the actual game. That doesn't include all the restarting I did and stuff, uh, so mission failures and stuff. It doesn't calculate that. That's all in the in the system, which keeps track of it. I think I'm probably like 35 hours in uh, altogether. Wow. And uh, a lot of places have said that Fire Emblem Fates Conquest is not for beginners, and I totally agree with that. <laughs> it is a bastard. Um, there's very limited resources, uh, no opportunities to grind experience for your troops. Um, That's crazy. You pretty much go on the path set for you um, because King Garon sends you out on missions and you just go and do those missions. And you don't have a lot of leeway for what you can do. So you're pretty much just, uh Yeah. Going you from gotta one be battle good to the next. at doing the tactical aspect of the game. Yep, and balancing experience. Like, I'm trying to get as many characters as I can leveled up and not over-leveling some characters. But if you don't over-level some characters, uh, then you then you have a hard time. Is that... Go, go ahead, ahead Corey. No, you first. Is that difficulty thematically relevant, or is it just kind of... Yeah, no, it's, it's thematically relevant because... It's kind of, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but yes, it is. It is thematically relevant. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, I That's won't. Cool, I won't. I won't get into why, but yeah. uh, much more difficult battles with much harder victory conditions. Uh, a lot of times, it's not just you know killing every every uh, enemy on the map, but like one of the battles I had had to escape. Um, it was like a like a dungeon like thing, and I was fighting this enemy called Faceless, which are kind of similar to the faceless in uh xcom actually oh great xcom oh you have to fight the faceless too yeah yeah um not not in that they pop up out of nowhere but they're just like mindless husks of beings that just attack you Um, and they just yeah they just kept spawning and i had to move my party from one end of the dungeon to the other amongst just spawning enemies and spawning enemies and spawning enemies like it was freaking hard um I had one escape mission too, Dan. Yeah. Uh, it's probably it was probably my favorite mission that I've done so far, because it was just like a lot going on with like the Hoshida versus Nor, mm-hmm. uh, and I had to move across boats across the map through the main forces to get to another section. Uh-huh. So like it wasn't it wasn't easy. It was probably the hardest mission that I had to do so far. So I can't yeah. imagine having to do those more with Nor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I put in my notes. Um, just it was it yesterday, or maybe earlier today. Uh, I finished a mission. I had to capture a fort. I finished the mission with one character left. Um, now here's the thing. I had I had to turn off permadeath. <laughs> I was gonna say I had to turn it off. Uh, there was wow. I was losing characters way too often. I actually played the first probably ten or twelve. Ch- eh, maybe not twelve. Probably eight to ten chapters with permadeath on, uh, losing a few characters here and there. You know it happens, but uh, I ended up turning it off because there's no way I would have been able to beat it without turning it. Now I didn't put it in Phoenix mode. Phoenix mode is apparently new, where if you're 
character gets killed, it just comes back at the beginning of next turn. I didn't use that. If if one of my okay. characters gets killed, they just get knocked out of the battle. So this battle I finished where I had to capture four, I had one character left who was getting pounded on the entire time. I actually had a few lucky dodges, and I was able to go and seize that four with, with my what character. What character was it? Um, it was one of the children from two of my characters. Oh, okay. Volusia. You probably don't have her. I don't I don't know how the children thing works, but yeah. Okay. No, I don't. Yep. So Can you swap in and out at will the permadeath? Yeah. I think you that. can I think you can turn it off. I don't know that you can go back to having it on later. Uh-huh. You can go down in difficulty but not back up. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um but yeah, I, I don't want to do Phoenix mode. To me that feels like cheating. But I guess, like, I've heard in, in Conquest specifically, you can get to a point where you can't advance anymore um, if your party's not leveled up correctly or whatever. Uh, so may, I guess, like, because I've spent almost 30 hours on it and I wouldn't ha- want to have to restart, you know? Mm. So I probably would turn on Phoenix mode at that point. Yeah. But only if absolutely necessary. I'd like to not, pretty much. That's crazy, Dan. Yeah. So, and yeah, you definitely got the, you got the hard version. Oh, it's so hard! It's so hard. I mean, every battle probably I have to do at least twice. Holy it's been crap. it's been a while since I've I've been able to do one where I just you know finish it in the first try. Wow. Um. But yeah, the cutscenes in the game are absolutely amazing, especially with the 3D. It's a really well done like uh, anime style cutscenes. They're all fantastic. Um. But yeah. Um. I absolutely love. Fire Emblem so far. It's it's fantastic. And I even got everyone's least favorite. Conquest is the one that reviewed the poorest out of the three different versions of it. Oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, it's the lowest reviewed one. But people didn't like how difficult it was, and I totally get that. It's very, very hard. So, mm-hmm. so what's your experience with Birthright so far, Will? So Fire Emblem Fates Birthright is the one that's the most like Awakening. Uh, in this one, you can grind out experience. Uh, the way they worded it is that Birthright is the game where you can get grinding experience and you can develop your characters the fastest, uh, as opposed to Conquest, where the characters kind of develop over the, the whole course of the game. Yeah, they develop however you can, however you're able to develop them. Exactly. So in like this one, I can take my time and level up my characters, which is what I've been doing because I'm only on main story chapter like maybe 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. So I, whenever there's like grinding missions available, what I do is I go do them and do the battles and whatnot and like level up my characters to all the – to around the same levels or whatnot. Obviously, I have some more characters that are way more powerful uh as a base unit and others so mm-hmm. like they have an easier time taking out everything so uh how it works is you know how you could move your character onto the map into the different locations on awakening yeah uh and this one it's not like that what it does is it opens up a menu yeah uh and it has next battle um and then like difficulty where you can change the difficulty and then challenge 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 and like castle defense or whatever and I just go and do the challenges, which is our, which are the the missions that I uh, can grind on. Uh, and you can also scout for missions that for enemies that might pop up and resources and whatnot. So that's basically what I've been doing for a lot of the game, and I've been developing my like character relationships. And uh-huh. like so far, I love it. Yeah. I think honestly that this Fire Emblem 
is better than Awakening. Yeah. Um, it feels it feels more dire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything that's happening. Yeah. This the everything feels more intense than Awakening because Awakening was like a slow ramp up in my opinion to mm-hmm. the ultimate like great threat that's happening to the uh, the world of the game. But this one, like from the very beginning, you're like, there's some messed up stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in, in like the scene where you have to choose which kingdom. Yeah. Decide with like that was kind of hard to decide. Obviously, like I was picking birthright, but I was just like, man, it's really tough to say no to yeah. people that, you know, the nor people who raised me. I mean, imagine if like later on, like say you get this game over the summer and you have all three options available to you. Like, do you want to side with nor? Do you want to side with Oshida? Or do you just want to tell everybody to screw themselves? Like that would be a really yeah. hard decision to have later on in the game, you know? Yeah. And like what happened with <laughs> uh, when I was with Hoshido before I got to decide pretty much what happened sealed it for me. I was like, God, I don't want to choose nor. Yeah. After that. Like, yeah. 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 Totally understand what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I mean that like that was pretty awesome. And I just like, I just love the fire emblem series so much. And like my first one was awakening. So like, I haven't been there for like radiant dawn and the other ones like that, but I wish those weren't so freaking expensive. They yeah, are hard like, to find and really expensive. I would love, like I, if they put those on virtual console, I'd buy them immediately. Which I guess, Dan, the other Fire Emblems yeah. are like Conquest. Okay. Yeah, one of the so, games, is, one of them is on the Virtual Console, one of the Game Boy ones, I think. I think it, it's made, the first one. Game Boy Advance version? Yeah, it's the first one with, like, I think Marth and Roy, maybe, are okay. the one, the characters that are in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I want, like, I want to play that because I just love the Fire Emblem series so much. That's so good. Uh, so good. Yeah, so I've just been... I've been playing as much as I can. I played. I, me and Dan were talking. I played a third of the amount of time that he's played. I put in ten hours, and I've probably lost like three hours worth of uh, content. Only because like I'm going very defensively and slowly in battles, so battles can take upwards to maybe thirty to forty minutes for me. Mm-hmm. Because I make because I, I I don't like losing characters. Yeah. At all. Uh, so I just like I make sure I don't lose any. That's how I am too. I, I don't like I'll occasionally let a character die. It's the same thing in XCOM. But this one, there's no way. Like I said, if I had had permadeath on when I won that battle with one character left, like all my most powerful characters would have been dead. Yeah. Well no, Corrin would have been dead, so I wouldn't have been able to continue anyway. I would have had to start over. Because Corrin yeah. Corrin died in that one too. So <laughs> Yeah, my entire one of my one of my kids is the only one to to sneak through and capture the fort i had to sneak by a lot of the enemies i i couldn't kill everybody was this a battle against the hoshido uh yeah i was capturing a hoshido fort yeah it was it was tough real tough now now did you name your character corin or did you name him dan i just left it as corin okay for continuity's sake yeah story it so, feels really uh, weird because like in my game there's like takumi yeah. Um, Royamo or whatever. Yeah. And then there's just Will. <laughs> oh. Nice. Kind of, it's kind of like random. Should have well, went with Will Jr. Well, the way I explain it as uh, I was under Nor for the long, since I was young. So, like, their name's Xander, Leo, yeah. Camila. Yep. So I have a normal name. Elise. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I said this earlier, but if you have, if you buy one of the versions of the game, so like I have Conquest, you can get via the eShop the other version for $20 digitally. 
Uh, and then Revelations is going to be available on March 10th digitally for, for $20 too. Um, so it's cool that they give you like a half price discount. I'm definitely going to buy the other version for $20 and digitally. Yeah. yeah the other versions. It seems, it seems like for 60 bucks you get two fully fledged games and then for 80, you get a whole other story, a, a whole third game. So it's really paying like 80 bucks for three whole long game. strategy RPGs. And one one of the things I really like about it too is seeing the different size of the conflict. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy to me because the turnaround between Awakening and Fates it wasn't that long, and this one seems like there's way a lot more to it. Yeah, there's a a lot to it. And I don't know how it stands with the main fans of the Fire Emblem games, but uh, like I think this one is like brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. Oh, uh, there's also DLC too with uh extra challenge maps and stuff Mm -hmm. that you can do uh that you get different rewards for and i think there's like a side storyline that you can do through the through the extra maps um i think it's is it 17 or 18 dollars for the dlc maps sure i haven't looked yet yeah i think it's 17 but the the awakening thing that i talked about earlier is is part of that kind of that's just the free one that they gave you uh, I think there's a few other like awakening tie-ins, so that's kind of cool. Now, Dan, um, who'd you marry? I married Camilla. <laughs> um, she, I mean, Camilla, like it was, it was kind of weird because both Camilla and Elise kind of are are hanging all over you the whole time and like very protective of you. And once I figured out like I wasn't related to them, I was like, hey, I, I guess I can make a pass at Camilla without feeling weird about it. I, I forgot about this because when I first played it, I thought these are my brothers and sisters. This is really weird that <laughs> that my sisters are acting like this to me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is they're, really weird. They're very flirty. Yeah. And, and then like, I don't know if they're not. Are they aware that you're not their actual brother or no? Yeah, they know the whole time. Yeah, uh, I think I had a conversation with what? It's a very anime thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a conversation with uh, Xander, and he knew uh, about it. Okay, and yeah. he said that they all knew. Yeah, he's the old one and the the oldest one and the the crown prince of Nor. So they still said they loved you, though, even though you decided to choose. I decided to choose Hoshida. Right, right. It's good stuff. Yeah. Any questions, Corey? Thoughts? Uh, just a couple. I I I would say that Fire Emblem Awakening was a 3ds seller do you think this fates is just as good oh yeah in that regard yeah yeah definitely um just as good if not better like as i said i really love that you get different perspectives of this this conflict between two kingdoms that's amazing i'm really looking forward to uh after i beat conquest going and playing birthright and then when it comes out getting revelations too well how do you guys feel about that splitting do you think it's it's worthy of? I mean, I know you said Dan, you can pay twenty dollars to get mm-hmm. the other versions of the game if you yeah. own one of them. Do you guys feel like twenty dollars is a good price point to to play the other? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's Wait, a it's a full game. Like it's a full. Yeah. I, I've spent thirty hours. I don't know that I'm close to the ending. I've seen people who've played fifty. Like, you know, that's a lot of hours um, to be playing like a. It's almost like a completely different game, you know. You ha- you have access to different characters. Some of the characters are the same, but you have di- you know you you'll have different characters in your party, different marriages, different you know. It's even playing the same game over the second time, 
yields like almost vastly different results, at least as far as your party goes, you know? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I was explaining to Dan, like, that this is a $40 game for one side of the conflict. So if you're paying the extra 20 for the six, for like a $60 game uh, for all the content that you get between the two games, like, it's well worth it. Because Dan said he's at 30 hours already, uh, and he doesn't think he's close. So just, like, 20 more for at least another 40 hours of content is crazy. And not to mention that the first, like, t- 15 chapters of the game... Uh, which is where I'm at, is all the soldiers are completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, Dan, I'm guessing, doesn't have, like, the soldiers like Takumi. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like any of those. I'm all Nor people and then a few, like, side people that I was able to yeah. drag into my, my side. Yeah, like Kaz, Saizo, like, Dan doesn't have any of these characters, mm-hmm. and I have 20 of these types of people that Dan hasn't even played with. Yeah. So. Towards the end of it, I don't know how much of it overlaps either, yeah. but we'll find that out when me and Dan play the other games, I guess. Mm-hmm. What about the character progression? I know, like, in Awakening, a character like Donald, who was worthless for much of his yeah lifespan, but if you took the time to level him up, he became extremely powerful. It's Is there de- a lot of that in yeah, this Yeah, it's game? definitely the same. I got a character early on named Mozu. Yeah, uh, she I was, did too. She was just a villager. Um, in a village that you happen to go help from from, uh, you save him save her village from faceless right? Some yeah. kind of monsters were attacking it, uh, and she's she's the same way apparently. There's there's a few like weaker characters that you get that if you spend the time to train, uh, but she died for me when I was still doing permadeath. Yeah. She's back now, but she's like so far behind. I don't think I can level her up anymore. So maybe maybe when I play Birthright, I'll be sure to level her up enough. I stand corrected. Dan and I have one similar character. We have, we probably have a couple. I think there's a couple that that will side with Corn no matter what, like Azura. Okay, so you do have Azura. Yeah, I think she follows you no matter what. Okay, that's who I think I might marry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, going back to Mozu, Corey, I read because I was interested to see how worth it is to upgrade her. Uh, online and i guess she's more of a glass cannon as opposed to donald because donald had the best defensive and offensive stat growth in the game mm-hmm. with her she's more like her defense stats aren't as good as donald so she does way more damage but she can also like die pretty easily yeah, if you're not, not careful with it. her hmm. that's how i feel like all my characters are though like if i leave one character out of position they get yeah. picked off even if it's like xander who's yeah. probably my most powerful capable character if he's like left hanging out for one turn, he gets his ass kicked. It's and so any hard. Of, any of the characters that are flying, like oh yeah, the um, archers, it, yeah. like find them like like crazy, and like they kill him in one hit. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm super careful of that. <laughs> to be honest with you, a lot of the flying characters sometimes aren't even worth it in some battles. Yeah. Because they just get destroyed, and it's like, I don't want to lose these characters. So sometimes I don't even deploy them into the battle. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, Camilla is is one that I, I use a lot. But, yeah, if she if she gets picked off by an archer, like, there's no there's nothing you can do about it. And that's her wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least I don't have to worry about her dying, dying, you know? That's true, yeah. Although I don't think the royal family can die, die. I think they, they get just so they can't in combat anymore because they're part oh. of the story i think like the main story characters can't get killed okay that makes sense yeah hey do the so. characters have feet 
You know? No. <laughs> I think, I think so. they I think they do. I have my 3DS right here. I'm going to look. But I, I, I think they do, actually. I'll turn the music off. It's beautiful. Wow. Is that the new 3DS? Yeah. Okay. It's 3DS XL. It looks beautiful on the new 3DS, Corey. Oh, my God. It's, it's gorgeous. Uh, do you have any more questions there, Corey, about it? I don't think so. No. A lot of the same from Awakening overall. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, uh, like I said, the Birthright game is the most like Awakening, and Conquest is not as similar. So if you're looking to play Awakening again, basically, then get Birthright. But if you're looking for something that's different, I would go Conquest. The characters do have feet. They don't have pointy things at the bottom of their legs like they did in the last one. Yeah. They, oh. Yeah, <laughs> that annoyed me too. Eggs. Actually, the feet. Yeah, in the oh one. come on, it was Charming. weird. It was weird because they were they they were like walking on like spikes, stilts. Yeah, it was oh yeah, because Corin Corin's barefoot, mm. which is a little weird to me. Yeah, because he's on a bloody battlefield. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, overall, like. I love it. It's it's a great game. I I mean, obviously, it came out on Friday, and I've already put over thirty hours into it. So, it's also convenient. I mean, we're yeah. talking about how convenient the 3ds is as a gaming system. Because what I do at school when I have long breaks and I have nothing to do, I just sit in my car mm-hmm. and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So now I can sit in my car and play Fire Emblem yeah. for an hour until my class, or maybe just skip the class and keep playing. <laughs> keep playing 3DS. Yeah. yeah. Do you get street passes? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even think I have the feature activated. Oh, that's... really? How... I, I got my new 3DS, and then that's like right when I stopped playing 3DS. Mm-hmm. So. I've been uh, every day taking mine to when I take my son to school. Uh, when I drop him off and pick him up, I take my 3DS and... No street passes yet, but I don't know if I'm close say, enough. I was going to say, did you get any of his classmates? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's his classmates, but it's like a, it's in an elementary school. So uh, he's mm-hmm. he's in preschool, but his preschool is in the elementary school. Um, I'm hoping like even when I pass by buses that there might, I might get a street pass, but I haven't haven't gotten them yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. You should tell Max to spread the word. Yeah, have all tell, his... Max. Tell all your friends your daddy has his 3ds. <laughs> Bring theirs. Have them put them in their book bags so I can get some street passes. I th- I don't know that it does anything for you unless you're actually playing Fire Emblem, because the people you street pass you can like visit their castle and stuff. But I just go to the when I visit a castle, I just go to the top, the most powerful castles because that's the ones that have the best. Re- the most resources that you can get. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about, did we talk about that a little bit? I was going to say we didn't cause like Lil, Lily, Lilith, Lilith or whatever yeah. is like another part of the game. Yep. Yeah. Lilith is a, a dragon, like a astral dragon, I think is what she yep. call, she's called. Uh, and she, she protects your castle. So you, uh, after every battle, you have the opportunity to, to go into your castle and, and go to her temple and feed her something that'll raise her stats and raise her level. Um, you know, if you give her like uh, steak, it'll give her st- or meat, it'll give her strength. If you give her milk, I think it's speed. 
Uh, so you give her stat boost that way. Uh, there's a mess hall that you can go into that's similar to Monster Hunter, and that you can uh, give her uh, or give your give your party food for stat bonuses for for the next battle, um, which is cool. All the buildings are upgradable, uh, so as you upgrade them, you obviously have access to better things. There's an arena where you go in and bet your resources on arena battles. Um, there's a lottery thing that you can do uh, that'll give you one random item. Um, a bathhouse where you go in and have conversations with ca- other characters in the bathhouse. It's uh, hmm. it's quite steamy. It's <laughs> yeah, steamy. Um, but yeah, there's also there's a type of battle where you do a castle defense. Uh, I don't know how often they come up, but I've done two. And uh, yeah, you have to defend your castle from invaders. So there's like defensive things that you can get for your castle, like uh, fire orb turrets and and golems that help help you defend. And I have a dragon statue that every turn does a certain amount of damage to characters as long as it doesn't get destroyed. But that's usually the first place the invaders go is to destroy that because it'll do like six or eight damage to them each turn. But yeah, so it's, it's a it's a great game. I'm I'm really really enjoying it to this point, despite how difficult it is. Yeah, no, the new Fire Emblem's great. So there's a lot there. Yep, it's a recommend, easy recommend, especially if you're into RPGs or strategy games at all. If you're new to the Fire Emblem series, do not get Conquest right away. Definitely go with the Birthright uh, version first. Uh, you can get the Conquest one later. Like I said, for tw- for twenty bucks, uh, which I think it's cool that Nintendo did that. You yep. can also get uh, like special editions that come with both of them. So. That's that's an option too. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on Fire Emblem? I've got none, Dan. Corey, anything? Nah. Okay. Great stuff. Uh, let's move into nibble bits, shall we? And I got the time this time. So, a boy, Dan. Corey, why don't you get a start with nibble bits? I have just a few this week, not too many. Bioshock the Collection gets raided in brazil i guess last year there was a south african retailer that posted a bundle with the three games all together Uh and called it the bioshock collection and that very same title was raided this past week in brazil uh, for pc ps4 xbox one and also ps3 and 360 oh wow so not official um from 2k but it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I would think so. Why not? You know, I, I'm sense. I'm always a fan of releasing those older games in bundles on on the new systems and stuff. You know, there, there's no reason not to. Absolutely. Speaking of that, uh, well, just a side note: there will be a Pokemon Direct tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. It's one day before. If you, if you, you want to feel old, Dan, uh, one day before Pokemon's 20th anniversary. Oh my. God, <laughs> jeepers! Will, if you want to feel old, uh, in Japan, I don't think it—I don't think it became popular in the United States until a few years later. I want to say it was like ninety-eight, ninety-seven. I was in high school. Yeah, so so, that, saying... so, so twenty years ago in Japan would have been nineteen ninety-six. It wasn't then. Okay, well, nineteen years ago. Yeah, so I, you're saying probably I was years old. it was probably nineteen ninety-eight, nineteen ninety-nine. I was probably in ninth or tenth grade when Pokemon came out, if I had to guess. That's crazy. 
Does that mean they're announcing a new game tomorrow? Probably. Yes. NeoGAF uncovered two titles in the European Union trademark database called Pokemon Moon and Sun. Woo! <laughs> that makes me so happy. Does that mean this year, too? Well, it's not confirmed yet. Um, we'll probably find out more at the Direct tomorrow. And I was reading about it on Kotaku. Jason Schreier wrote up an article, and people were actually giving him a hard time in the comments because they said he spoiled it. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Like, news spoilers? Everybody needs a shut up. <laughs> God. Like, why would, you, why would you click on an article that's spoiled? Well, he put it in the headline. Still. Yeah. That, I mean, they, they they put that stuff like in the headline for cl- for clicks, you know. Yeah. Like, well, there was a whole argument about that too. Yeah. The, How many times has Kotaku like broken stories like that? A, lo- a lot, like, actually. Is, are people surprised? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's not but his in fault. his go ahead. It's not his fault. No. In his article, he noted that a lot of Pokemon titles have been trademarked that have never come to fruition, but this happens to be the first that has. Logos. Oh. So probably a little more likely than the other ones. Yeah. And people were speculating. What is it? Is it an X game? Is it current gen? Ooh. Who knows? I would, oh, I would love to see a console Pokemon. Who knows? Yeah. I might, I'll probably be watching that direct tomorrow. Um, <sighs> if I didn't have to work. Hopefully Pokemon Go is in there too, or at least something about Pokemon Go. Yeah. That would be nice. We actually well, had uh, somebody sent us a... Yes. I was I was going to bring that up now while, while it's relevant, while we're talking about Pokemon. Yeah, do you have it ready? No, but he, um, it was... Oh, I, look up his name so, so we can give him credit, but... I think it was Dan, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been Dan. Um, someone, someone wrote us in about, about Pokemon and said that there's a Pokemon... There is an actual Pokemon MMO RPG. It's a, a fan project. Yeah. Um, it's not sanctioned by Nintendo. It's called Pokemon Revolution Online, I think, PRO. Something I, like that. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in trying that at all, just uh, just do a Google search for Pokemon Revolution Online. I, th- I, I think that's what it was, PRO, Pokemon Revolution Online. We'll talk about it again in feedback. I sent you feedback, Dan, and it's in that. So Okay. We'll bring it up again then. Yeah. And real quick, Pokemon X and Y came out in 2013 and Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby in 2014. So it's around the time that there would be a new Pokemon game announced at least. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. In my last bit of news, Rocket League is getting a physical release this year for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Nice. All the platforms it's on, there will also be physical releases. Cool. Okay. What do you got, Will? Uh, my first nibble bit is that the Necromancer is coming to Heroes of the Storm next week. He is going to be a melee specialist, which is very interesting. Uh, what he's going to be doing is like summoning his skeletons, and that's going to like help him with like pushing bases and whatnot, like and stuff like that. And a lot of the specialists are really good at doing damage on top of like being a pusher so i'm pretty excited to play uh the necromancer it was my favorite diablo 2 class and it's kind of cool that they are tapping into the diablo 2 lore uh instead of sticking with just three which i thought they would do for a long time with uh heroes of the storm right so next tuesday cool 
Uh, my next one is that the Firewatch developer said that they've outsold their wildest expectations. Uh, Camp Santo said that the game sold past its wildest expectations and confirmed that the studio will be around for a while and the team can't wait to do uh, their next project. Nice. That makes me happy to read yeah. that. I'd like to see more Firewatch, you know, like if they want to do inexpensive little DLC missions and stuff, that would be kind of cool. I'd play that. Yeah. I loved Firewatch, like, a lot, so I'd be definitely more down for more Firewatch. Yeah, really? Too. You guys were really into Firewatch? I really yeah. liked it, yeah. I liked it a lot, too. Yep. It's one of the... Part of it Part of it was I was in the right place to play yeah, Firewatch. Ex- exactly. Because Mentally ho- or physically? Uh, mentally because because of the stress of XCOM 2 it was nice to sit back and enjoy a, a nice story and and dialogue and stuff uh it was i i talked about it when we talked about firewatch but it it was very very relaxing to play that something like that as opposed to the stress of XCOM 2 so exactly part that that's definitely part of it for me next uh, the PlayStation Plus games for March. You're going to be getting for the PS4, Broforce, and Gallic Z. And then for the PS Vita, you're going to get Flame Over and Reality Fighters. And the PlayStation 3, you're going to get The Last Guy and Super Stardust. I honestly don't care about any of those games. I've heard Broforce is good. To be honest with you, I've been kind. Of, I don't. I honestly haven't wanted to play any of the free games that they've given out mm-hmm. the past couple months. It's nice that they do that. Yeah, but most of them I'm not very interested in. Sure. I feel like the last one I was interested in was Grow Home. I think. Okay. And that was in December. I want to say. I just got that as part of a humble bundle. Mm-hmm. Which apparently that game's real good. Yeah. It was actually oh. oh, it was on the Ubisoft Humble Bundle, I think. Uh, it, it was one of the two games that was on Steam. Yep, was it nice. was. You're right. So, so I, I'd like to get Eric's opinion on it, but like I said, I haven't been interested in the free PlayStation games the past yeah. uh, three months, and it's been kind of nice that me and Eric split games now because, like, I haven't had to depend on the free games to get entertainment as much yeah. anymore because I can get the full price games for 30. Yeah, and, and you have everything you can do to play those. So, you know, to play the free indie games that you probably weren't necessarily interested in anyway. Yeah, cuz the only Whatever. way I'll play an indie game is if I'm really interested in it. Right. So, and these ones I just haven't been. I don't know. I think Eric wants to play Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's brought up that he's wanted to play that, so that'll be good for him. Yeah. But Yeah, that's it for me on Nibble Bits though. Okay. Uh I got some Fallout 4 news couple things. Uh, first, the PC mod tools will be arriving on PC sometime in April between the first two pieces of DLC. Uh, there's still no time frame on the console releases for, for the mod tools, but yeah, that'll be exciting. Uh, definitely the more complex mods will start. We'll start seeing with the full mod tool kit released. I want this. I want the seasons mod immediately. You can get Maybe that now. Maybe people will make some content mods. Content, yeah, I, I'm sure there's already yeah. some content mods, but they're you know it's usually small stuff. Excuse me. And and Dan, I kind of just want to go through the Steam store mm-hmm. uh, for the mods because it's easier. And oh I yeah, work. I forgot about so. that. You have to go through Nexus mods. It's it's a little little more complicated than just 
uh, subscribing to the mod on Steam. Yeah. Which yeah, I did it for Skyrim, but I would like... You kind of have to. to. Yeah. For Skyrim. For, which makes me wonder that if the uh, Seasons mod is going to be too big for Steam how, and not how, put on there. Uh, I, I know they just upped their cap for mods, oh. so... Okay. It might still be too big. They should just remove the cap or, you know, make it higher. Because ga- games are getting big, you know. Yeah. So it's not uncommon to see video games at 50 or 60 gigabytes now, you know. Why Why do you think there is a cap? Uh, I don't know. Because yeah, I couldn't think of a reason either. Yeah. It's probably a server thing. Yeah, because their servers could probably only handle so big. Yeah. I don't know. It's silly. Uh, but there's that. Uh, and then some information has leaked on Fallout 4's new survival mode. This will probably sound a little bit familiar uh, to New Vegas fans. So, oh boy. Uh, saving. Manual and quick saving are disabled. To save your game, you'll need to find a bed and sleep for at least an hour. Uh, combat. Combat is more lethal for everyone. You now deal, but also take more damage. You can also increase the damage you deal even further with quote unquote adrenaline. Which we'll talk about below. Fast travel is disabled. If you wish to be somewhere, you'll have to physically travel there. Uh, weighted ammo, bullets and shells now have a small amount of weight, which varies by caliber. Heavier, heavier items such as fusion cores, rockets, and mini nukes can really drag you down. Uh, compass, be sure to keep your eyes peeled as enemies will no longer appear on your compass. As well, the distances at which locations of interest will appear has been significantly shortened. Adrenaline. This is where they talk about adrenaline. Uh, Survival automatically grants the adrenaline perk, which provides the bonus to your damage output. Unlike other perks, the only way to increase your rank in the adrenaline perk is by getting kills. The higher your adrenaline rank, the higher the damage bonus. Sleeping for more than an hour, however, will cause your adrenaline rank to lower. Mm. Interesting. Wellness. Uh, you'll find it difficult to survive without taking proper care of yourself. You may stay, must stay hydrated, fed, and rested to remain combat ready. Going for extended periods of time without food, water, or sleep will begin to adversely affect your health, hurting your special stats, adding to your fatigue, lowering, lowering your immunity, and eventually dealing physical damage to you. So this is like the, was it hardcore mode in New Vegas? Yeah, it sounds with a little bit more uh, more to it because I think you could still fast travel in New Vegas and okay. save without having to go to a bed. Yeah, you're um, right. There's fatigue. There's illnesses. I, I won't read the rest of these. Uh, you use antibiotics to combat illnesses. Different bed types give you different bonuses. Obviously, if you sleep in a sleeping bag, it's not as good as sleeping in an actual bed. Uh, crippled lim- limbs will no longer auto heal after combat and will remain crippled until healed by a stim pack. Uh, carry weight. Exceeding your carry weight reduces your endurance and agility stats and periodically damages your legs and health. Think oh. of your back. <laughs> uh, companions. Companions will no longer automatically get back up if down during combat and will return home if abandoned without being healed. Uh, enemy and How sad. Lo- lo- yeah. Enemy and loot repopulation. Uh, locations you've cleared will now repopulate enemies and loot at a significantly slower rate. The second half of everything you read sounds interesting to me, but the first half just sounds like they're making the game more annoying. Yeah. Like the no saving without a bed and the no fast travel and ammo has, like, weight. Yeah. I, I wonder All the you... other stuff that, like, makes it more real. I mean, I guess ammo has weight and I don't know. Yeah. That other stuff sounded good. I wonder if there's going to be, like, a 
checklist that you can have some of these and not others when you start survival that's, mode. That's what I'm hoping. That's, That'd be nice. That would be I the do, way to go. Yeah, I do diseases and have to eat and sleep and the uh, encumbrance and all that. Like that sounds fun to me. Mm-hmm. But doing away with like fast travel and uh, yeah. Uh, and then my last nibble bit, Sony is hosting a PlayStation VR event in San Francisco next month. Press have begun receiving invitations to the event on March 15th, where they'll be given hands-on time with the headset. People are obviously hopeful for some kind of pricing and release date info. So that's your PlayStation VR update. Next month, Ides of March. Mm. Remember, remember the 5th of March. <laughs> December. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Uh, Will, how was your week? Oh, wait. Uh, I guess Eric tweeted it. Oh, the cool. You see Port of Disgaea? Yes. No, I tweeted that. I forgot oh, to mention it. Okay. It's apparently a disaster. It runs really crappy. Uh, so hold off on buying it until they release some patches to fix it up. Makes me I very sad. Uh, yeah. I've been saying for years that's the one series I've been wanting to get into and yep. finally had my chance. But yeah. No, well. Not. And it's kind of a a weird situation because, like, if it doesn't sell well, they'll be like, well, we're not going to put any other ones on PC. But it's not selling well because it runs like crap. So, you know, we could just look at the Dragon's Dogma situation. You know, that game sold really, really freaking well uh, because it was a great port and it ran well immediately for people. You know, the only only major issue that people were having is people with ultra-wide monitors. It was, like, like pinching the the screen kind of weird. Um, but that was the really on, the only issue people had with it. So, mm-hmm. I, I also read that the Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> yeah. Tales of Symphonia was, was bad, too. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of people said to just kind of deal with it, but we shouldn't really have to deal with a port. Because how hard is it really to port something to the computer? Especially a game that's old like that, you know? It should run like butter. The top comment said, this game that ran smoothly at my PSP seven years ago does not run smoothly on my computer with a 970 yeah exactly well, what, what, what's also crazy about it is i'm sure emulators are running it just fine on people's computers yeah yeah no doubt no doubt so hopefully they realize that it's not selling well because it's not a good port and they fix it so. hopefully they don't but who knows arkham, is the arkham knight that was awful yeah and they just left it. Yeah, like uh, people were complaining about SLI support, and they're like, "Well, we're just we're not going to do it." Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. This game. Well, I mean, uh, you wouldn't need SLI support for this guy. I wouldn't think because it's old. Yeah, but. you're right. Okay, uh, let's get into our weeks. Will, how was your week? Uh man, Dan. Other than playing video games, I can't think of a whole lot. I've just been doing a lot uh i've got like as i said classes 8 a.m every day and then like i've got to be up for work on the weekends for six o'clock and 7 30 on saturday and sunday so i'm pretty tired uh towards the middle of the day like all i want to do is nap but like i can't sleep in my car Mm -hmm. when i'm at school so like i'm just really uncomfortable like i just want to i just want to sleep that's all i've ever really wanted to do recently sounds like you're not getting enough sleep at night I mean, I go to bed. I, I'm the person that needs seven plus hours of sleep. Me too. And I have to get up at like six. So if I go to bed at like, I usually yeah. end up falling asleep at like 11, 12, usually. 
And I think I just don't – I don't know what it is. Like Adam Carolla talked about this and said that waking up in the morning is something we do every day of our lives. But why is it the most miserable thing sometimes? Yeah. Uh, I have a couple thoughts for you, Will. One is um, – and I've kind of tinkered with this a little bit. Low blood sugar in the morning. They say to have like a spoonful of almond butter before you go to bed. Um, oh, I haven't done okay. almond butter, but I've done peanut butter and you just, a, just a little spoonful, uh, and that'll keep your blood sugar levels, um, through the night consistent through the night. And so you, you just have that. a candy bar. I don't know if they mean like sugar, sugar, but you oh. know, just something in your stomach to, you know, give you some energy for when you first wake up in the morning. So you could try that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people swear by those alarm clocks with the natural light too. Mm. Um, Ooh. That that simulates sunlight, and you you know you put it in your bedroom, and it just slowly like starts to glow like like a sunrise. A lot of people absolutely love those things and swear by them, and that they help them wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because that might be it. Because I remember over the summer, because I was working forty hours, and I make my schedule so I can work at like six and seven in the morning. So I'm wondering over the summer around that time the sun is already starting to rise and it's just like dark when I wake up. Yeah. And I just am miserable and hate my life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know like that might that might be a good solution. Do you know how much those are? I think they're kind of expensive but uh I have one saved on my Amazon wish list that's one of the better ones and it's I think it's like 70 bucks. Ugh. Yeah, but I I think if you you if you shop around like you can get them on a sale for for not too bad, you know. Mm-hmm. It would be expensive for an alarm clock, but you know, if it helps you wake up in the morning every day, yeah, it's probably it's, worth the it's investment. Worth it, yeah. Also, look at your quality of sleep. Not just time, not just length of slumber. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't sleep long or have quality sleep. I don't. I I can't remember the last time I had quality sleep. Actually, there was. I forget where I was, but it was at a hotel, and it was one of those things where I'd laid down, slept all through the night, woke up, felt like a million bucks. Yeah. And that's such a rare thing for me. Yeah. I hear you. It's interesting what you say about blood sugar, though, Dan. Yeah, try it. It's not gonna hurt you to like have a spoonful of peanut butter right before you go to sleep. I actually I'm on a very like strict diet at this point because I'm like cutting weight and if I don't get my fats in by the end of the day I usually do a serving size of peanut butter and it's usually the last thing I eat yeah so is that like a tablespoon it's two tablespoons which is actually like a lot of peanut butter yeah it's like <laughs> it really dries up your mouth and like <laughs> yeah. and then you need to wash it down with milk too I, cause what I've been doing is I'm trying to be more hydrated too, because that helps with like brain yeah. function and everything oh, yeah. like that. So like in the morning I have two glasses of water before like I even leave school and like I drink my water bottle all day. So like, and before I go to bed after I was doing the peanut butter, I would chug some, another glass of water. So like I was. Wait till you get old and all that water makes you have to pee all the time. <laughs> I, I pee a lot to begin with. Yeah, me too. It's just like. When I'm play- I forgot I was playing Fire Emblem and I peed like three times within like forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Overactive bladder isn't normal at any age. Yeah. Apparently, I, I just drink- have a lot wrong with me right now. Then I just I drink a ton of water, so I do pee a lot. Yeah, it's clear, so that's a good sign, right? Yep. Or close to clear. No, 
Yeah, it's I'm not. Just it's not supposed <laughs> to be like dark yellow, neon yellow, or green. <laughs> well, if it's neon yellow, it's vitamin B that you need, That's... or that you have too much of. Yeah, too true. much excess. Okay. Because every time I take my multivitamin, I pee bright yellow. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. You guys should see me in my ice skating class. Doing well. Uh... Better. I'm definitely a lot better. Uh, I don't hold on to the wall ever anymore. That's good. But the, my one problem is, and my skating teacher laughs at me because he says I can do everything. I'm just not, like, confident in my ability to, like, actually execute it. Because when I'm out there skating, I'm fine with pushing off with my right foot uh, to get speed and whatever. But I don't use my left foot ever. Okay. For that. So, you know, like when hockey players are skating, they push off with their right and then left and go back and forth to yeah. go, like, gain speed quickly. I just use my right foot. Okay. And it looks kind of goofy, and my right leg gets really tired really quickly in the uh, skating class. So, like, I have to stop and, like, you know, like, adjust so it's not tired all the time. So, I've been spending the last two classes, like, really working on my. Uh, using my left foot and I've gotten a lot better at it but like we're doing things like skating backwards right now and doing crossovers and it's uh-huh. just I just can't do it crossovers backwards crossovers they're hard and for whatever reason like I can't get my feet to the point where my one foot is far enough forward that it can slide across the uh the left foot like my <laughs> I don't know how to even explain it. It's just like my feet don't separate that enough that that distance to be able to do it. Yeah. And when I try to do it, like my body just turns. Huh. I don't know. I, I I've I've always said that hockey is the hardest sport because you're doing something, you're doing a sport on a surface that isn't like natural yeah. to humans. Uh, and doing this class just reaffirms that. Like it's so hard. I can't imagine. One, like having a hockey stick, trying to score a goal, trying to avoid being hit, you know, getting into fist fights on the ice. Like, <laughs> I can't even imagine doing all of that. Wearing all those pads. Exactly. With all those pads and equipment and whatnot. Like, it's it's an impressive sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a good skater back in the day. When I, we, yeah, cause... we, we used to play a ton of street hockey back in the day, and I was, I was, a, I was a decent skater. Yeah, because you guys both can skate pretty well. So, yeah. like, why didn't I get that? You didn't skate. Yeah. That's true. I remember, like, uh, getting my first player rollerblades way back in the day, and everyone's like, oh, it's so hard. You know, you're going to fall. I put them on and just skated like the wind right away. Fruit yeah. Not really, but, you know, I was I was decent, and I didn't fall and hurt myself all the time like everyone said I was going to. Yeah. But I had, you know, watched a lot of hockey even at that point, you know. When I first mm-hmm. got my first pair yeah. of rollerblades. Yeah, watching hockey actually has really helped a lot because, like, I haven't fallen on, like, down at all yeah. for the class. And, like, having never skated and doing this class, like, I was after the set, the first class, like, I was off the wall for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's just doing the more skilled things. Like, I just can't really do it. But I can, like, move around pretty well. And I did learn how to stop. Yeah. So... Okay. I'm at least a functioning skater at this point. Nice. I'm too fat yeah. now to be able <laughs> you to got, skate. You, could, be too you could do it. Oh, yeah, I could definitely skate, but I would get really tired really fast. It's a lot of fun. It, it really is, is a lot of fun to do that. 
even just getting back and forth is fun. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't have fun walking back and forth. But... Yeah. I want to teach my son how to skate. Um, I, you know, I'd probably just get rollerblades for us. And the good thing about me being fully grown is that I wouldn't need to worry about getting a bigger size later. They would just fit me at this point. This reminds me, Dan, yeah. the ice skating teacher really likes me mm-hmm. and he's really high up in the like the broom ice rink like director whatever it is and he said that uh he could give me free passes if i had if i ever brought anybody nice. so if you and max ever wanted to go to broom to do some ice skating yeah let me know and he said he would do it for me like next semester even though he i won't be a student nice so cool yeah Sounds That's good. it, though, really. I mean, I right. stupid stuff. <laughs> what do you got, Corey? Not much for me this week. It was uh, my weekend on at work, so I didn't really have too much fun. However, I downloaded the Andy Android emulator onto my uh, desktop PC. Uh-huh. I tried it on my laptop last week, and it just would not cooperate. And I think that's because my laptop doesn't have the chutzpah. Yeah. That my desktop does. It take, I guess it does. It takes a lot resources. of system resources for whatever Just, reason. Yeah, it's surprising because I, I, I was thinking to myself, why doesn't like why isn't Chrome itself just like an Android emulator? You know, why can't Chrome just run all these apps? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I know the, the architecture is probably all different, and people who know this stuff are think I'm making no sense. But it just seems like a simple thing to yeah. me. But I don't okay. know. It's a it's a resource hog. But it runs pretty well, and you can do uh, like your messaging services that aren't available on desktop, and uh, like Instagram and stuff like that. You can you can use on it too, so mm-hmm. it makes that a little bit easy. Yeah, um, I was using it for our group chat. It's a lot easier just to use the desktop and actually type and type rather than picking up the phone every time and entering my passcode and using the keyboard on my phone. Not just. Well, well, your phone's small too, so I don't know how you type on that. I've got really fat fingers, so I need a really, a really big screen phone. It's these uh, guitar fingers, man. Yeah. Why do you have a passcode? I didn't used to. I don't know. Are you hiding, Corey? I'm hiding literally nothing. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna get a new phone though. I was talking to Dan a little bit about it. I want to get. Uh, thinking about getting one of the Samsungs. Mm-hmm. And the S7 is coming out in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, early Mar- March 10th or something like that. So I think I might just spring March for 11th. that and do the monthly, pay for it monthly. Yeah. So you're turning coat. Yeah. You just get bored, you know? It's no, you're to, right. It's just good to switch it up, which kind of sucks, though, because I've I've had an iPhone since, oh, boy, for five, six years now at this point. I've been mm. an iOS person. And You've all have been apps, iOS longer, right? No, I think right after I got out of college, so six years. So I've had an iPhone just around the same amount of time as you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when you got yours. I was like in ninth grade. Wow. Jeepers. Yeah, my first phone ever was the iPhone. Cool gossip girl. <laughs> I, had I was the, just saying. I had the 3G iPhone. Maybe Dan was the yeah, first one. I think that's when I, I prob- started. I probably was the first one because I had that like seven or eight years ago. Okay, yeah, then it was you then. Uh, but you per- you spend all those spend money on all those apps and games and stuff and you have them forever and then to switch platforms. Not that you lose them, but 
you know, you have to start all over again on a new platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Jake brings up in the chat, if you pre-order the Samsung Galaxy 7, you get the VR headset for free, which is, yep. I think it's $100 separately. Yep, and they give you a couple apps, too, which I think are so, worth, like, 50 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. I And I and I was going to pre-order it, but I'm afraid if it sucks for some reason, you know, if it has, like, an antenna issue like the iPhone 5. Or yeah, four. I think it was the 5. It was 5 had five. when it first came out, you know. Can like, you? Would you still be able to return it? Because I know they have like a thirty-day return policy. Could you return it Probably. even though you got the headset and everything? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, it might be something. They worth... make you return the headset as well. Pro- I don't know how that works. I'll probably I'll just wait a little bit because yeah. I'm sure uh, some tech websites will get their hands on. They have already, but I'm sure they'll get some more time with them and put out their official reviews before it actually comes out. Yeah. But the two biggest things for me uh, that I was looking for before I even realized the S7, like the day after I said I wanted a new phone was when they announced the S7. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know. Dan brought it up. Uh, the two things I was looking for was something that can run games well and a good cr- camera. Yeah. And the S7 is both of those things. Yeah. Oh, the camera, because I have the Galaxy Note 5. The camera is fantastic. Yeah, I guess they have so some, good. Of the, some of the best cameras yep. out there uh, for, for a mobile phone. The Samsungs, too, like if you're coming from an iPhone to Android, those are the best the best ones because it's similar build quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's the easiest transition. Just... Be- before you go on, like, full on, like the, the Nexus 6P, you know, the full on. Yeah android experience and i don't want anything too big like the iphone (laughs) 6 was about the biggest i would go really yeah i love big phones no well you don't need to keep it in your pocket all day yes i do it's literally in my pocket all day how do you do that i don't even notice it i don't know it's like a freaking phone book i well i i (laughs) mom was having me look at her phone and her her entire phone is smaller than just the screen on my phone yeah, her. I think it's a 4s. Is that what she has? 5s. 5s. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. Because I think my my Galaxy Note has a 5.5 inch screen or 5.7. I think it's 5.7. I know the iPhone 6 Plus has is it's size wise it's bigger, but the screen is smaller. I don't know how that works, but. Mm. Um. But there's also like six inch phones, which I wouldn't mind having. I don't know. Five, yeah, five and a half is the Samsung. The Note or the Galaxy S. The Galaxy Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the iPhone Six is five point four or something like that. Yeah, I know the six. The Six Plus. I think the Six Plus is five point five. I believe. Oh, okay. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of really good phones out there. Yeah. People are bringing up some phones in the chat. I BlackBerry Priv. Some... Eh, I'm not a big BlackBerry guy. Well, it's it's an, it's an Android phone. Yeah. But with the BlackBerry, there's uh the OnePlus Two. You look into that one. Yep. There's there's well, a ton why, of them. That's what I mentioned. Those Chinese phones are are looking pretty cool. Yeah, Xiaomi has a couple of them. Has a couple good phones. Um, you could even get the the Moto G is pretty good. Yeah. You could buy those outright brand new for 180 bucks. Yeah, I heard really good things about those. I ha- we have a Moto G. That's what my wife bought when she broke her last phone, 
her uh when oh it's from uh Marlowe when she was a baby would suck on Val on Val's phone and it, <laughs> it ruined her uh it was a HTC one mm. and we bought that as a fill in till she her contract was up and she got her Galaxy S six. Well my dog likes to go for the phones. Oh does he? Ooh yeah. break that. Yeah she's she's nasty. Break that habit. But she, I don't know, we'll see. I also want to get yeah, I want to use it as a gaming device. You know, yeah. there's more and more. There's better games coming out for these phones, and you know, you can get like Final Fantasy IX on there. And I would love to get a attachable controller. Yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah. That'd be great. Clash they, of Clans. They make like cl- like clips that you can get. You get, you get like a PlayStation Three controller, and you get a clip for it that attaches to your phone, and it's just like having like the Nvidia Shield almost. Yeah, I'm alright with that. Yeah. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Good poop device. Yeah, because games <laughs> like that have to be played with a controller. Like the touchscreen s- stuff sucks. Like I, Final Fantasy Tactics works great with the touchscreen, yeah. but I was trying to play Final Fantasy VI with the touchscreen, and it's an awful experience. It works good on a large touchscreen. It didn't work so well on my five. Um, I have a large touchscreen, and no, I know it was awful. No, Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it worked. Yeah, that worked great for me. But anyway, uh, I also made some slight website upgrades. Yeah. I added buttons. makes it a little bit easier to find the show, our show. Uh, it also, I changed some it also of the colors a little very bit. very nice. Yeah, I, I changed the background color a little bit. I didn't like the creaminess of it. And I'm not sure I even like the red, which has kind of become the color of the logo. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll switch to blue. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. I don't know. The problem is, is I don't have any design knowledge. I just kind of tinker with it till I think it looks good. Yeah. No, I really like that's the, all based on nothing. Yeah, I really like the logo colors right now. Yeah. I, as I said, it kind of reminds me of looking at like a tire. I don't know why tire is is what I came up with in my mind, but you want me to put spokes on it? No, it looks good. But no, if you want to change the colors, I can that's put spokes a, on it's it. Up to you. Nah, it looks good. All right. <laughs> so there's that and then i started watching a new anime which i like to talk about on this podcast it's the only place i feel safe doing so mm-hmm. let's hear it called grimgar of fantasy and ash and it's uh let's see it's a it's another like trapped in a fantasy world anime but it kind of takes the perspective of these characters who are like if I were to compare it to something, it'd be like a, a first level party in a old pen and paper role playing game where you're pretty much helpless and they can't even kill one goblin. And it's kind of humorous, but they all have very generic fantasy game roles. Like one's a healer, one's a <laughs> damage dealer, one's a warrior with heavy armor, one's a thief, one's a hunter. Nice. Uh, and they have to like join guilds and, and, and it has all those tropes, but it, it really plays up how pathetic they are. But it's not com- comic, comedic, comic, yeah. comical. It's more, it's kind of morbid. Really? And when they finally do engage with a goblin they can beat, it gets dark pretty quick. And it really focuses on the, the mental toll that living that kind of life would have. Like Darkest Dungeon. People. Huh? Like Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good cool association to make. 
That is morbid. But it's it's pretty to look at. It's all watercolor backgrounds and stuff like that. And that that uh, that beautiful scenery is sort of juxtaposed with the darkness of living in a fantasy world. Yeah. So I, I recommend it. There's uh, I'm not sure how you can watch it aside from fan translation websites. I don't know. It's probably on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Oh, it's on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Got to be on Crunchyroll. I've heard good things about Crunchyroll. Yeah, I used to use it for uh, what did I watch? Galaxy Express three nine. Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online, which I haven't watched recently. Did you see they're making a VR? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Based on that game or that that's awesome. anime. Yeah, that's trouble. <laughs> oh, you you think? Yep. <laughs> well, the the catch in that one is if you die in the game, you die in real life. Uh, yeah. They haven't figured out how to do that yet. That's coming. Speaking of which, I don't think we touched on this, but the HTC Vive price was released. Oh, yeah. I meant to do that during Nibble Bits, and I forgot. Uh, it's eight hundred dollars instead of Oculus is six fifty, right? Ugh, something like that. Yeah, uh, but it comes with more things, and it also seems to be uh, there's a lot less. I know there's a lot less like wires and stuff coming off of it. You only need like two USB ports instead of like four or whatever. Uh, I think some of the stuff that is wired on Oculus is wireless on the HTC Vive. But the thing that HTC Vive comes with is the motion controls, which are not coming out yet for the Oculus until later this year. Um, but it also has, like, a wall recognizing system. I don't know if you actually put, like, physical objects up against the wall because I know, like, they they make it so you can see, like, the grid of your, like, living room or whatever, whatever room you have it in so you don't crash into stuff as you're moving around with your... Mm. HTC Vive in. There's a few more things that come with it than the than the Oculus Rift. Actually, uh, if you're interested in seeing if your computer is VR capable, um, there's the Oculus one, but Steam VR released uh, a Steam program or app or whatever that'll test your system and see if it's Steam VR or uh, VR capable, um, which mine was. My, oh, good. I failed the processor check for Oculus for some reason. Uh, I have an older i7 processor. It's a 2600. It's a few years old now, so that's what failed. Everything else is fine, but it worked for the Steam VR thing. So I just have to be happy with Gear VR. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the way things are going to go anyway to yeah. mobile. Like, because people already have those screens. If you can buy a hundred dollar headset and have like kind of the same experiences, or eventually it probably will be the same experiences. That's probably the way things are going to go yeah that's a good point you know i don't disagree with you on that rather than having to buy a whole separate device it's mostly about screen resolution right now yeah but as i said i I think i talked about this a couple weeks ago phones with like 4k screens and stuff are probably going to be here pretty soon maybe this year even by the end of the year little side note on that best buy had a deal today uh nine hundred dollar Samsung 55 inch 4K TV, 900 bucks, but you get a $400 rebate. Wow. That's 500 bucks for a Samsung 55 inch 4K. It's awesome. Go for it, Corey. It's a good deal. I tried to tell the girlfriend, but she wasn't having it. (laughs) 
Your TV is pretty small. It's 32. Yeah, it's pretty small. I don't, yeah, small. We, the only thing we do is watch Netflix on it. Yeah. Know, I don't use it for anything. My monitors, the, my computer monitor is the same size. So Okay. Your computer monitor is 32 inches? Maybe it's 20. I think it's 27. Yeah, I think you're right. 27. Okay. But that TV doesn't owe me anything. It still has a really nice picture. Yeah. I still have the Silver Olivia that you yeah. bought a long time ago that I bought from you. Beauty. And that still is a really like it's a nice TV like it's it's down here and you know the Wii U gets plugged into into it every now and again works great so okay any other thoughts Corey no sir all right uh, I got a couple things I watched Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix oh boy yeah um it was good I liked yeah. it not as much as Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire those are still my favorites um, but I I did like it. Uh, it's starting to get dark, the Harry Potter movies, like pretty dark. Um, and the wife says it just gets darker. And I told her, I was like, it can't be as bad as Game of Thrones. And she kind of was like, eh. So I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I don't know if I can handle <laughs> too much darkness. Deaths of characters. I'm, uh, I'm reading a book now. Uh called Sa- Sabriel. Mm-hmm. It's from the Old Kingdom series. Okay. It's a lot like Harry Potter. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I actually read it based on, uh, I was on that website, Goodreads. I don't know if you guys ever go on there. No. Because I was searching uh, Brian Jake's books, oh. and people were asking, you know, if, if you really like Brian Jake's books, what's like the next series you can get into? And a lot of people recommended this series called The Old Kingdom. But it has a... It's a lot of that kind of magic, uh-huh. kids with magic stuff, but uh, it's a lot darker. It's all okay. like necromancy and fighting oh, the dead and stuff like that's that. That's kind of cool. It's pretty cool. I think I think you'd like it. the The book I'm reading now is the first one in the series, and it starts off kind of slow and like kind of poorly written, I think. But like as it goes on, it just it's almost like the author just became a better writer as the book goes on. It's really. I'm sure that's something that happens. Yeah, it's kind of startling to see like the difference from the beginning of the book to to where I am right now. I think I'm like sixty percent of the way through. So mm-hmm. I got to start reading again. That's something I yeah I can I'll I let miss. you borrow this. Well, I mean, I have <laughs> I have the Game of Thrones books that I would love to read before. I mean, I'm not going to finish them before the the series starts in April, but because that's that's a up. lot of reading. Yeah, and it's dense. Yeah. I mean, it's rewarding, but I've sort of given up on any blockade to me reading something. Like, I can acknowledge how good the Game of Thrones books are, but it's it's meaty, and you have to be paying attention. Yeah, um, it's one of those things that you pro- you know it, you should have started reading them when they first started coming out in the '90s. You know, yeah, and and done it that way rather than reading them all blocked together all at once. Yeah. So now I'm just reading. Whatever's easy read and I'm like look forward to reading. It doesn't really matter what yeah. it is. That's that's kind of what I'm sticking with now. Because I tried to read a horror book not too long ago, House of Leaves, and it was good. It was just so long and like had to pay attention, and it was just there were parts that just dragged on forever. And I'm like, I could be enjoying something more young adult than yeah this you know yeah and i have like i have the uh, the audiobooks for game of thrones but it's hard to find time to listen to those you know yeah so 
Uh, so I have that. And the only other thing, last night me and the wife tried the Pizza Hut garlic knot pizza. Ooh. Ooh. It sounds better than it actually was. Um, mm. It wasn't bad, but, like, the garlic knots aren't great. They're just average. And the pizza is obviously not great. It's just average. So when you mix average garlic knots and average pizza, it's a largely average experience. Um, There's no Dame Drops video, Dan. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was okay. Luckily, I really like Pizza Hut's marinara sauce, so I just slathered all of it in the marinara sauce, and that kind of made it okay. Um, but, like, the garlic knots were basically, they used the same seasoning as the breadsticks. So it wasn't really that different. It was slightly more buttery than the breadsticks, but that's it, really, you know? So hmm. it was okay. I still prefer the bacon-wrapped pizza. I think we're going to get one of those in the next week or so. That was really freaking good. Yeah, I tried to I tried to pick one up this weekend for my weekend shift at work. Mm-hmm. It always makes the job better when you got snacks. Some, something good, yeah. To have to eat, to pick at all day, and I thought that would be a good thing, but I didn't get around to, to picking one up. Yep, that's good. And not only is the crust wrapped in bacon, but there's bacon sprinkled throughout the pizza, too, and a lot of bacon. Oh, it's so good. They had a funny commercial, too, because they recently just brought the bacon wrap. The Little Caesars just recently brought the bacon wrap pizza, and they, they brought on the brought on the guy that's, you know, supposedly had it canceled and made a point of, like, calling him an idiot or saying that he was fired or something like that. It was, it was pretty good. So hopefully that stays because I really dig it. I try not to eat it too much because, you know, health and whatnot. But, yeah, pizza's my one. It's my kryptonite. Pizza's so good. Yep. Dan, you're allowed to eat pizza. I know. Just not a, one piece a year. Just not, no, just not five slices. I can't, I can't control myself. I've been eating pizza the last three weeks, and I've been losing weight. Have you? Just yeah. by eating a slice or a little bit at a time? Yep. No, you eat it, and then you stick your finger in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's all I had. Do we want to take a break, or do we want to just keep going? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, Will? whatever. Good? Keep going? All right, let's get into what we played. Let me just write down the time. All right. Don't forget to write down the time, Dan. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Will, why don't you go first? I forgot to mention this off the top, but Corey and I played the division, and Dan. Actually, oh yeah, we all played. Uh, yeah. That's right. I forgot uh, that last was Friday. This, this this since last episode. Um, so I didn't play the la- the last beta, so this game is completely new to me. And I'll start off by saying I actually kind of really liked playing the division. Yeah, I can see uh, Eric's point. He said that uh, he would never. Oh, I helped Eric move, too. I completely forgot to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can talk about that next week. Yeah, when he's when here. He's here. It'll be more entertaining that way. But uh, he said that he would never probably play that game alone, and I could, com- I could totally see that thought process with it because it's one of these games that is more fun being with, like, a group of people and, like, going through, like, Madison Square Garden with the group of uh-huh. friends, like, doing that mission. Like, that's way more fun than just you and just kind of randomly killing things. Because what I played, a lot of it was just kind of, like, cleaning through enemies really quickly and 
getting from to the next point really fast until the dark zone at least yeah so like i don't know i had a really good time with you guys doing that one mission yeah with the the, cleaners the fire people oh yeah that's right i forgot about that so i guess like the early parts of the game a lot of it was fairly uh just like kind of kill things and move to the next point and like the further we played like the madison square garden mission was pretty cool and doing the cleaners mission is pretty cool uh, so this game, to me, has a lot of potential to be awesome. Yeah. And if the three of us are getting it for PC, like, this could be, a, one, I, a really good game to stream. Yeah. And two, like, a good game for us just to play. Yeah. I know, if, I mean, I know a few people other than just us that are getting it for PC, so. Yeah. We should have, be able to have it? a decent amount of people. I'd like to. I don't know if I'm going to, though. That's disappointing. I know. I gotta. I gotta be better with uh, money finances. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Oh, money. Yeah. Just put it on a credit card. <laughs> no, I'm gonna start my own business. Oh. Yeah. Business plans. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it. It's illegal. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, the dark zone <laughs> is <laughs> was uh, the really fun part of the game. It can be super frustrating because you get the guys who just kill you for no reason after you get loot. And we ran into a couple of those people, and we were that people uh, at one point. Uh-huh. I remember me and Corey saying, like, let's just try to kill as many people as we can to get some loot because we were struggling to get some loot Yeah, in, the, like, the very beginning. And, like, these couple, like, 12-year-old kids were killing us and talking smack. So, like, eventually we got... Because they were, like, the marked, uh, the traitors or whatever it's called. So, like, everybody ran them down and then killed them. And then, like, we got our revenge and got some of our stuff back. Nice. And, like, the the Dark Zone is, like, really interesting. And it's a cool concept for that type of game. Yeah. And, like, I never, like, I stopped playing and I haven't gone back to see the loot that I got from it. But, like, it's just so cool to, like, do that stuff and try to get some better equipment. Eric actually told me a funny story. He he watched a video from the division, um, and it was it was three guys, and they they came up to this this one guy, and they were kind of like threatening him or whatever. And he's like, "Just go ahead and shoot me, see what happens, or you're gonna regret it, or something like that." And he's like, "Go ahead, mm-hmm. shoot me." So someone took a shot at him, and that that one lonely guy wiped out the th- the three guys and said, "See, told you, really, told you, <laughs> told you it was gonna be bad for you, something something along those lines, but." Like that is awesome. That's that's why the the division is going to be a, a neat game. I don't think it's going to have legs for me. Like I'll probably play it for two two three months or whatever, and then and then be done with it. But you know, as long as I enjoy those couple months or whatever playing it, you know, it's fine with me. Uh, yeah, same with me. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that this is a game that uh, I play. I'm going to try and play with you, Dan, mm-hmm. as much as I can. I know you play later at night. Yeah. So I might bite the bullet, like, maybe once or twice a week to try and play yeah. with you. Um, I usually try to start at, like, 9 or 9.30. That's know? doable. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to bed till like, 11 anyway. Right. So, because that'll be, like, the, that'll be something that'll be more fun for the both of us to try and do. Yeah. As opposed to playing alone. Yeah. And whoever else wants to play with us. But, like, I, it's just... <laughs> It's so cool, like, the weather dynamic going on with that. Like, we were in the dark zone, and it was, like, a blizzard kind of going on. And, like, Corey and I had to call the helicopter to come in so we could, like, attach our equipment to it and have it fly off. 
and like there's a blizzard going on and like we're not sure if there's anybody out there like waiting Skulking. to kill us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like this whole the whole time it's like tense and just a lot of fun. Yeah. I and had some guy come up to me and threaten me. Was yeah. That he, me and you playing well? Yeah. He what said, did he say? He said, I'm going to shoot you guys. Or he said, he like said give me something or I'm going to shoot you. I forget what he asked for. Yeah. Because we I were just, in Skype, so we didn't hear very well what they were saying. I just ignored him. And then he, after a while, he just walked away. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to I'll bait talk. Corey into a, uh, a fight. And I'll talk. Bluffing. So... Overall, like I re- actually really liked the division, and I'm kind of yeah. happy I did buy it, even though I bought it on a whim. Uh-huh. After you guys talked about it, yeah, I'm glad they put out a beta because that's you know playing it. I-, I wasn't interested in it at all, but I was like, I'll play the beta. Why not? And it you know it sold me on the game. Whereas yeah. a game like Star Wars Battlefront, playing the beta, you know, got me out of a sale. You know, yeah. So so it was I, it was interesting enough there, and there was enough there that I felt like it was a worthwhile purchase, you know. Yeah, and what I thought was good about this beta specifically, and one of the issues I had coming out of the first one was the the missions and types of missions. I I feared, like Will said, that they were all going to be very generic, like run shoot, run shoot, you know, kill a bunch of guys, go to waypoint, kill a bunch of guys, go to waypoint. But that one mission with the cleaners. In the where were we when we were doing that? We were helping the, the subway guy, right? Yeah, yeah, in the metro station. In the metro station. Metro station. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. It had kind of a an arc to it, and at the end, we were fighting that named guy with the flamethrower, and yeah, we were like, I was running around shotgunning him in the face, and I don't know. I I had a really good time with that. Yep, that was fun. Uh, a lot of people complained, too, that the enemies took too much damage before they died. And I think that complaint's kind of ridiculous because I didn't think it took that many to kill 99% of the enemies. Yeah. Uh, and people want Call of Duty. They, yeah. That's what they're looking for, and they're not getting it. It's and... an RPG. It's it's yeah. not it's not a shooter, per se. It's a RPG disguised as a shooter, you know? Yeah. So, like... The the named enemy like took us a while to kill it, but like it was the the boss of the mission. Like, I don't know. I think that complaint is completely off base. Even like I heard other like well known video game podcasts complain about that, and I'm like, it, re- it really isn't that much. Yeah, it didn't I don't know me. if they changed it with this beta because they were talking about the last beta. So I don't know, like if they decreased like enemy health or whatever but hmm. i mean Corey says that he doesn't think there was a difference i don't think there was a difference either i didn't notice the difference and i didn't i didn't think it was an issue at all i, I wasn't even close to thinking oh this is taking too long yeah. yeah i guess one of the main things they said is when they had a shotgun and were close range like they felt like it took too many shots to kill it but like I, it's I, an rpg yeah. i don't know it's a different set of stats. Like you said, one headshot isn't necessary. You get criticals yeah. for, for doing headshots, but that's not yeah. necessarily going to take an enemy down. It's the shotgun a- definitely sped things up. Yeah. Notice- noticeably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we were in close quarters, and I had, like, range weapons, which are fine for outside, but when we got into close quarters, like, I kept getting bum-rushed by uh, people with baseball bats and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hard to shoot them with, like... Like uh, an assault rifle, you know, yeah. that's that's specced for distance shooting. Yeah. So that was that was kind of neat. 
I'm kind of interested to see and get a sniper and how that like works out. Yeah, I had a, the the first one. I had a carbine rifle oh, okay. that I kind of that I put like a scope on and a suppressor and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it worked fine. Like I was getting, I was getting head one, you know, one kill, one shot, one kill, headshot, crits. Yeah. So. So you can wipe enemies really like sure. even fast. Yeah, so. it wasn't any named ones or even the purple ones. I couldn't I couldn't kill in one shot, but you know your your standard uh, uh, bad guy I could take out in one shot. So aim effectively, people. Don't just complain. Yeah. And yeah, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing is like playing the beta. There seemed to be a lot with the base building stuff because you only got to build two things, and there is a lot of different like parts to be built and the different like the three different sections of the base. Uh, and there was crafting and like perks that there weren't even in the beta. So yeah. like, there's even more to that game. To, like how varied all of that will be, I don't know. But well, there seems to be a lot there. So let me ask you guys this then: Why do you think they left so much out of the beta? I'm not sure about that either. Because I like, as someone who's into crafting in games, I would have loved to see what they would would do with it. I mean, ultimately, it didn't affect my opinion of the game, but. I would at least, at least like to have seen how it worked, you know? Yeah. As somebody who – I don't like to play betas for games because I don't like playing the beginning of the games multiple times, uh, yeah. getting, A, burnt out on it and, like, messing with all the systems before the game comes out. Like, with Destiny, I didn't like Destiny when it first came out because I had played through the beginning – throughout the three different betas they had. So this one, it was nice that they kept out a lot of the stuff in the game so there'll be more for me to do in the beginning when the full game launches yeah that's hopeful i don't know if they'll screw it up somehow though mm. so i don't that's just for me as somebody who is a hopeful on the game and b doesn't like too much of the game uh in the beta yeah i just yeah. hope the servers work when it launches <laughs> that's, that's another that. thing yeah we we're also talking just one more point on the division in the chat about friendly fire in the dark zone yeah, you got to be careful uh, that can about that. Be a real issue. Yeah, you got to be careful because it, like, I guess you can't shoot your people in your party, but if you're like kind of cooperating with other people, mm-hmm. um, not in your party, um, if you shoot them, then you get marked as a a rogue, rogue. agent. So you do have to be careful about that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I guess it makes sense mm-hmm. in the universe of the game, but it's it's, it's I don't know. It's counter well, how, counterproductive, I think, was the term somebody used. Yeah, sure, but how how would you remedy that? Like, I don't know because in the game, like, yeah, you could be working with these people that are not, like I said, not in your party. You can't damage the people in your party. Maybe grenade explosions or whatever, but um, like part of the fun of the game is like after you and those people team up to do whatever, turning on them and, and killing them. You know, like that's yeah. that's uh, the threat of that is there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would. You know, how do you yeah, I guess that? their mild defense against that problem is that it's a short timer if it's just friendly fire and you hit somebody. Okay. You're only rogue Rather for, than if you kill somebody. Yeah, you're only rogue for a dozen seconds or something like that. Okay. I don't remember specifically. Could even yeah, be less than that. Yeah, it's not very long. Okay. And I think there was actually a time where I friendly fired somebody. It was the very first time, like the first 10 minutes we were in the dark zone. Well, that time I got killed. But there was another time where I did it and they kind of just let me go because they realized it was an accident. Yeah. 
And that, so that was nice. Well, again, that's that's part of the fun. Like they could think you're killing you're killing them, or they could wait and see if it was just an accident. You know, like it's it's all part of the the psychological aspects okay. of the division black zone. Beardless says zone. in the chat, I accidentally shot someone, went rogue, did the surrender emote, and he just walked away. That okay. was unexpected. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. That is cool. Okay, yeah. I, there's a lot to the division that I have to look forward to. Uh, I'm pretty excited to play it now because it comes out not next Friday, but the one after, right? It's not Friday. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. A lot of games are coming out on Friday too. I'll look. look. I got it right it's now. On, it's I'm up it's on, on the eighth. Yeah, it is the eighth, which is Tuesday. You're right, yeah. Dan. Yeah, because it comes out a week after Far Cry Primal for PC. Incidentally, did you guys see Master of Orion's on Steam? Which one? The old ones? It says early access. I don't know. Is oh, it a new one? The new oh, one? Oh, I think I saw that. The one that Wargaming is doing? Uh, yes. Huh. I'll have to look into that. Cool. Moo. That's just something that I uh, saw. I didn't know if you guys knew about that. No. Um, I haven't been on Steam, really, because of the Fire Emblem. Yep, same here. Haven't been you doing a lot of PC gaming. Um, let's see. The other thing I played was Far Cry Primal. Uh, Far Cry Primal is basically simplifies sort of everything with the Far Cry series. It's kind of nice so far. I've seen some not so favorable things said about it, but so far, like, I've just been killing animals and crafting a bunch of stuff for my main character and stuff like that it's pretty cool i haven't done any of the animal uh manipulation yet i haven't gotten that far because i've only done like 20 minutes so like i'm not even to the part where like i'm making a base or whatever the main object of that game is yeah uh i honestly don't even know what the main object of that game is because the how it goes is the caveman talks they talk in caveman I guess is the the language. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like it's in a different. It's like in gibberish, but there's subtitles, and it's like me go here. So to, so like it's kind of it's weird to hear it like and you like instead of you listening to the dialogue like you have to read it, uh-huh. which kind of makes me focus more on the story because I actually have to read it instead of it being like See, talked at me. I always put on subtitles anyway. I do too, no actually. Matter what. So that it's cool that they did that. I kind of like it. I've seen some people not like that elsewhere, but to me, like it kind of helps with the immersion, yeah, of the world and whatnot. Is Other... it sort of like Blood Dragon, just full priced? Yeah, but it is pretty much that, I guess. I don't know how, like, because I don't know how much content is in the game. If there is more than Blood Dragon. I I didn't that, pay full price for it. I only paid yeah. $36 for it. I honestly from what I've heard I probably wouldn't have gotten this game yet. Uh, I would have waited to not get it full price, but since me and Eric split games, yeah. It makes like if we get a game that's light on the content, it makes it way more stomachable for me and Eric because we split them. Yeah. So my probably my opinion on this game will be a little bit higher than somebody who might pay $60 for it. And if you're feeling the Far Cry fatigue, maybe you want to skip this one, I guess. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I'm personally not because I love three and I loved four. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't get tired of like the same formula that much. Yeah. It doesn't really bother me. So I, I don't know. I watched a, a stream of it a little earlier today and they were talking about how thematically, like it makes sense for you to hunt animals to increase your ammo pouches where in the other one, like, you know, it, it made no sense for you to hunt down wild boars and kill them for, uh, <laughs> to make your right. ammo pouches bigger for your machine gun, you know, like, yeah, it makes it, sense to make a new quiver for your arrows out of boar mm-hmm. skins, but yeah, the, the crafting and hunting of animals in this game makes 100% more sense because it, you're a caveman and you're just hunting for food and stuff to like as you said have a bigger arrow quiver and the last one you're right like it kind of was if you didn't like the crafting in the last games you're not gonna like this game because it's so heavily built around crafting uh so because you have to you like to progress the main story i guess you have to do like the hunting of animals to improve you like your character and your base and stuff like that so like you wouldn't enjoy this game nearly as much right but if you do like the crafting and the hunting of animals which i did for the last two games uh three and four you're gonna like this this part so okay cool other than that the weirdest thing to me in the game is the throwing of spears it's kind of like it's weird like it just you just move it back and then like the spear doesn't even leave your hand it just kind of like snaps to the target Uh uh-huh and it's really weird to me. Huh. I don't know. I doesn't like show it leaving my hand. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'll show you guys when you play it. Okay. It's it's strange to me. It feels like that they're. I'm not really throwing it. I'm just kind of like. It's just spawning into the enemy. Using a force to push it yeah. into the enemy. It's just weird. Okay. Uh, other than that, I'm really excited for Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot this was coming out until recently, and now I'm really excited. When did it come out? Next Friday. Okay. Are you getting it? Yeah, I just pre-ordered it. Nice. Because uh, it comes. I got it for forty nine, ninety nine with the Wolf Link amiibo. Oh, cool. So, did you Amazon Prime? Yeah. And it gave you the discount and everything. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was just curious. Because mm-hmm. there's that, and then the the Best Buy thing is a good deal. It's the same twenty percent off, like for physical copies of games. It's a great deal. Oh, is it? Is it? It's around probably around the same then, right? For money wise. Yeah, yeah, it comes out to be the same, same price. Okay. Yeah, Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda uh, of all time, so I'm really excited to go back and and play this one because uh-huh. Wind Wait the Wind Waker remaster was incredible. Yeah, it was really so. good really good so yeah that other than that like i've got a lot of stuff to play yes you do right now <laughs> okay what do you got Corey? um well the usuals hearthstone and rocket league yeah we could talk rocket league we played that for oh a long yeah we time. did we played a lot uh over the weekend i got out of work at nine and dan was dan was ripe for some rocket league so uh <laughs> We got on and, and played till midnight, I think. Yeah, we played with our cousin Chris. He texted me a little bit before. He was asking me about something, and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm down for Rocket League. I was like, oh, we're playing Rocket League? Cool, I'm in. Um, so, yeah, me and Chris played a few matches while we waited for Corey to 
get home from work and yeah we played from then until 12 30 one o'clock yeah something like that it was, it was late it was pretty late wow all I know is uh, by the time we were done, I was pretty schnockered because I was drinking, <laughs> I was drinking beers while we were, uh-huh. <laughs> while we were playing. Nice. So, but it's 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 fun. They they added the new ranking system. I'm a challenger one. I think Eric talked a little bit about this last week. Yeah. Uh, challenger one. I don't know. And I ranked up in standard, which is the one where you can enter with groups if you want. Mm-hmm. So I ranked up one there, so I'm like Challenger 2 or whatever. And then the normal one, I'm still Challenger 1. Um, but just recently, as of I think yesterday, they added divisions within those ranks. So you kind of get an idea of when you're going to get promoted nice. based on those divisions. But uh, yeah, I've been been addicted to, to Rocket League after a, maybe a month hiatus. Uh, it's hard to put down. Yeah. Really well, hard to put down. Once you get a feel for it, if you stop playing it, you completely lose the feel for it. Like, yeah. Uh, when, cause we played a little bit before Eric's wedding and I like literally had no idea what I was doing. Um, yep. and it took me a little bit to, to get used to it again. Once, once, you know, me and Chris started playing and then you started playing. But after that, like you, you get used to the timing and the way the ball bounces and you get a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. I had some games where I played like really well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dan was always there to finish. Yeah, um, boy, Dan. I'd inevitably whiff on the juicy <laughs> ones, and Dan was always right behind me to tap well, it in. I, I did want to talk about my strategy for Rocket League because um, I'm terrible in the defensive zone. Absolutely terrible. Bad at goalie, bad at playing defense. So what I try to do is I try to, um, you know, when I'm, pl- when I'm playing defense, like I, I mostly try to either knock the opponent like off their shot or I try to get in the way of the ball because I'm just not not good at playing defense in that. Uh, but what I try to do is, like, if I'm back for goalie, I try to, before they, you know, as they're starting to come out of their zone, I try to break up the play, like, right then. I try to yeah. come out and, and play aggressive and, and break up the play. Uh, but then, like, I, I usually like to cycle around the middle or, like, along the, the mid wall there uh, mm-hmm. and pick my spots. Um, I usually wait till I see an opening and, and I go for it. Uh, like it, you know, like Corey said, if the ball is bouncing and he misses, I usually like to be there to, to put it away. Um, so it's kind of nice though, that you can, you can play, there's room for you to play smart in rocket league without yeah. being really good at it. You yeah. know, that's, that's what there's I tried to do to play there. Yeah. yeah. Not like I'm, I'm pretty much glued to the ground too. Like I can't do the aerial hits i can't do any of the flying stuff i'm just terrible yeah. at that so well that's where you get caught because if you're like back for goalie and there's a an easy layup that yep. all you need to do is boost up a little bit to get it yep. and you just kind of let it in then people get get angry at you yep. but i've been there believe me yeah i i think i'm um, like if if we're gonna figure out that we're playing again i'll i'll go into the practice and just tinker with that a little bit and i'm yeah. sure once i do it a little bit i'll i'll get the hang of it but yeah. Hey, I'm good to play this weekend again. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to play. Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. Nice. I'm available. And another thing I thought of while you were thinking, Dan, while you were talking, Dan, is I wish they you could get rewarded for, like, a block on a goal. Yeah. Because what I've been doing now is if I'm the one that clears the ball into the into enemy territory uh-huh. and I'm uh, ahead of it or, like, right next to it, obviously I don't have the best shot to make the the goal uh-huh. so what i'll do what i've been doing is just charging for the person who's playing goalie and knocking them out of the way oh that's smart on, 
Yeah, so like I'm the first one in, and the ball's bouncing, and there's you know one or two people back. Yeah. If I can knock out the goalie, then my team behind me has a much better chance of getting the ball in huh. than I do. You know, being even with the ball or ahead of it a little yeah. bit or whatever. Uh, and there's been a few times where that's worked really well, and I'd say maybe a handful of times. Uh, it should, it should be called like so. a check, you know, like a body yeah. check. Yeah, you clear them out, and then the ball just rolls in slowly, and or someone behind you. Finishes, finishes the play. It. That's yep. that's brilliant, Corey. I, I, we should uh, put that into practice a little bit more. Because you're yeah. right. If you if you punch it out and you're you're chasing it down, like you said, a lot of times you're just not at a good angle to get a good a good shot on goal. Right. That's a good idea. To just go after the goalie. Yep. Knock him out of the way or blow him up. Yeah, you should get points for a demolition too. I think you do, or don't you? I don't think you do. Will Will, Will would know. Will's the demo master. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Do you get Sorry. points for a demolition? Uh, no. Yeah, I didn't you think don't. you did. Okay. That, uh, that, was so, a, that was a lot of fun, though. I, I had a blast playing Rocket League. Definitely, and I would really like to, to do it again this weekend. It's yeah. a good way to hang out with friends, too, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Without actually having to hang out. Yeah. You know? Hang out on Skype. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. So it was a lot of that, and then I played Danganronpa, mm-hmm. Trigger Happy Havoc. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I'd heard good things about it, but I really knew very little about the game. And it's, I'm writing it's, it down. What? I'm writing it down in case you're wondering. Oh, I thought you said I was breaking up. No. Got nervous for a second there. Uh, it's, it's really unlike anything I've played before, and it is a visual novel. It's a murder mystery. Um... There's really no way to influence the story. You're kind of just moving the action forward. Uh-huh. Uh, but there are moments where you are actively playing something, uh, which I'll get to. It was Originally, it was released in 2010 for the PlayStation Portable. And to answer your question from earlier, Dan, Dangin means bullet. Mm-hmm. Ranpa means confutation. Oh, know what bullet confutation. confutation. No, okay. no idea. All right, well. A synonym for confutation is refutation, disproof, denial, negation. Okay. Oh. But anyway, the setup is you are a teenager who gets invited to this elite high school for people who are the ultimate something. Life is strange? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So your classmates are the ultimate baseball player, the ultimate clairvoyant the ultimate fashionista, the ultimate pop star. Uh, those are all your classmates, and you are the ultimate lucky person because they, the school did a random drawing and you were the winner. Uh-huh. So that's your ultimate thing. Hey. The cast is you and 14 other characters, and they're all the ultimate of something. Um, so on your first day of the school, you go to the cafeteria or whatever for an 8 a.m. meeting, and you pass out, you wake up in a classroom... The windows are all boarded over and bolted shut. There's cameras everywhere. And on the cameras, there's like guns. It's really weird. You go out into the lobby. All the other students are there. They're like, what the hell's going on? It turns out you're sort of trapped by this teddy bear looking robot guy. And uh, he says, you're going to have to live at this school for the rest of your lives. Unless you kill somebody. The catch is, if you kill somebody, you have to get away with it. And if you do, you can leave the school. Um, if you don't, you just have to live here forever. 
So the game from there plays like a murder mystery. And I, I'm not sure because I've only done the prologue in one chapter. Uh, every chapter, there's another murder. And the second part of the game, that's like the story part of the game. The second part of this game is called Class Trial, where you actually go. It's like a tribal council. You go with all the other students who are still alive and do like determine who you think was the murderer based on all the evidence you discovered. Um, and normally I'd be like, well, you know, if you don't really have any influence on it and you're just kind of going through the motions, then why don't they just make like a TV show or whatever? And there actually is. I think there's an anime. Um, but it's really interesting because when you're doing the story part of it and you're investigating the murder, you kind of have to pay attention because once you get to the actual trial and debate, you have to you have to know what you're talking about because there's four different mini games and their your success of those mini games is based on what you learned during the investigation. So if you don't pay attention, then you're not going to be successful at the mini games and you could fail the class trial, in which case if you incorrectly determine who the murderer is, everyone dies and you lose. You got to go back to a save point or whatever. Huh. Um, but it's it's cool because like the the mini games are there's one called uh oh what's it called nonstop debate and what it is is the it just goes circles around all the characters and they're all talking and what you have to do is you have to spot the contradictions when somebody says something that the evidence contradicts you have to target it with a what's called a truth bullet and it's basically just a piece of evidence that you uncovered so you choose from all your pieces of evidence which piece contradicts what they're saying that's pretty cool that sounds awesome actually that sounds really, yeah really it's, neat. it's it's fun and that's just one of one of the mini games there's also like multiple choice questions somebody be like well you know well what about this and then it'll give you a multiple choice based on your pieces of evidence and if you didn't pay attention during the investigation then you wouldn't know which is the correct answer huh. and it's sort of like it's it's uh it's not like you get one thing wrong and you fail. It's just like your overall influence slowly decreases to the point where you fail. So you can get a few wrong and still end up on top. But uh, it's not in your best interest to do so. Uh, but it's pretty – it's it's all likable characters. It's very anime and cute and, and fun. Uh, but it's also really dark. Hmm. I feel like that's a, been a theme with me yeah. lately. Like that contrast. Uh it's it's really entertaining. I think I would love that game. It sounds because uh, I played the the those three DS murder mystery uh, games. The name of which is escaping me right now. But I, Ace I, Attorney. I, no. Okay. No. Uh, I guess it's really similar to that. The okay. trial stuff uh-huh. is really similar to the Ace Attorney games, which I never played, so I don't know. But yeah. Okay. I did catch myself kind of getting like bored. Um, with the story stuff, but they do this thing called free time where if you're not going through the, the story, you know, it, it is mostly a visual novel. So you're just reading a lot of dialogue and stuff, uh, but you do get to move around a little bit in that. And there's this moments called free time where you can spend it's it's like in Final Fantasy type zero. Where you can spend that time. You choose which character you want to interact with in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do that, you'll learn a little bit more about that character, which is just interesting because it's like the lore of these ultimate students yeah uh, but they'll also you'll learn an ability from them that you can use in the class trial 
Um, and they have like a little gift system where you earn coins by doing certain actions and you go to a slot machine and you get gifts and you can give it to the people and it builds relationships and stuff. But I spent most of my free time with one character who I thought I liked and that character turned out to be the, f- it's not really a spoiler, the first murderer hmm. who I then had to point the finger at and say, you're guilty. I know you did this. Wow. Uh-huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. It's really bizarre. I, I like that the your character gets in because of luck, too. I, yeah. I find that to be interesting. Yeah. Um, because there's a part in one, in one of the Halo games, I'm not sure which one it is, but the thing that separates Master Chief from all the other Spartans was his luck, and that's why he was chosen to be Master Chief. Mm. I've just always found that fascinating. I'm not yeah. sure why, but... Yeah. I thought that would be in one of the books that that was said. No, it was like the it was the end of one of the Halo games, and Cortana's talking to either talking to the audience or talking to Master Chief himself, and says something like, uh, you, "You know, do you know the reason why you were picked? Uh, it was it was your luck. You know, you're identical to all the other people, but you're lucky. So that's why you huh. were picked to be Master Chief." I wonder if that was at the end of the fourth game. I don't I remember. Like it it, cool. it wasn't the first one. I, I want to say Halo 3. That's what I'm thinking right now is I was at the end of Halo 3. My guess is either 3 or 4. I'm pretty sure it was 3. I don't think it was 4 because that was fairly recent. Okay. So it was, a, it was a while ago. If anyone in chat knows. But anyway, that was just my little thing on luck. I found that interesting. Okay. Did you play anything else, Corey? No, but definitely definitely check out Danganronpa. Yeah, I'll add it to my wish list and pick it up on a sale, no doubt. Yeah. It's good it's good it's good stuff. I'm cool. into it. If you're into uh procedurals, murder mysteries, if you like the movie Clue. <laughs> or the game Clue. <laughs> yeah. I've got a clue. <laughs> a raging clue. <laughs> <laughs> the Hardly Brothers. Dan Beardless says it was explained in greater detail in one of the early books. Cortana does discuss it in the beginning of the third. A beginning of the Ah, third game. ah. Okay. Yeah. Because I did read the Halo books. It was a while ago um, that I read them, but they're over on my shelf over there, bookshelf. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Beardless. Um, Did you play anything else, Corey? No? No. Hearthstone, but nothing new to talk about with that. Right. Okay. Uh, the only other thing I have to talk about, the only thing I played other than um, the Division Beta and Rocket League, was more Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, one one night this week, uh, my daughter was up for... We're, we've gotten to the point, because she wakes up a lot at night now, we've gotten to the point where we're just going to let her cry. She's two. She needs to learn how to sleep through the night, so um, we're just, uh, you know... But But when she's awake and stuff, I can't sleep. So I got up and played Rise of the Tomb Raider for a little while, um, for like two or three hours. I'm I'm pretty close to the end, but I don't have anything more to add. Just the, the Rise of the Tomb Raider is an amazing game. So um, I I I want to have it beaten by the time Far Cry comes out. So I should be able to finish it this weekend. I'm in the last like area. It sounds like you're just like a night of playing away. Yeah, I think so. I think probably like an hour or two and I'll have it finished. Like I said, I tried to do a lot of the sides side stuff, collecting all the relics and documents. And I got most of them, 
I'd like to try mm-hmm. to try to collect all of them, but some stuff I missed, and I don't know if I can go back and get it or not. Yeah. Like the the parts in Syria, I don't think you I can think, go back and get. Maybe after I you beat it, it. I think you can fast travel. Not to Syria. No, not to Syria. No, nope, there's no campfire okay. there. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. So, but yeah, awesome game. Absolutely love it. Uh, and that's everything. I think. Should we get right into feedback? Might as well, sure. right? Yeah. Can I just take two? I'll be right back. Yeah, of course. You guys can get started. I'll I'll just I'll be two seconds. Okay. I'll I have feedback on my phone, must be. I sent you an email, Dan, with all the feedback. Yep, I got it. Alright. Okay. Uh well. Yeah. Um so are you are definitely you are gonna buy the um birthright like digitally or no conquest digitally I might yeah honestly okay um I wonder if i like if i buy if I buy birthright digitally if I need to still have conquest or if it's just like there digitally you know it's just there digitally okay good because yeah. you know if you still if you still wanted to borrow my conquest like that's fine as long as I can play the other one yeah. No, yeah, it just it just stays there digitally. Okay, yeah, I, I wanted to touch base with you on that, and I know if I didn't remember to do it now, I would forget. So. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. We'll figure it all that out. Yeah, and I'll definitely be getting Revelations too when that comes out. Me too. I'm is the Fire Emblem Fates gonna count as three different beaten games if you beat all of them? Of course. It's yeah. Three, three whole long strategy RPGs. I like definitely it. Definitely counts for three games. Okay. Um, right, Corey? Yeah. Okay. Uh, feedback. Oh, let me get the time. 5.20. So I can get our show notes up again. It's been a little while. Okay. All right, this is from Miguel in Valencia, California. It says, what's up, gentlemen? My name is Miguel, or in the gaming world, Avenger24. I'm from Valencia, and no, not from Spain, but from California, which is about 20 minutes away from Los Angeles. Uh, Miguel, we do have a Miguel in Spain, um, who I'm pretty sure... we. I think we read something from Miguel in Valencia before that we confused with Miguel, uh, mm. our listener Miguel in Spain. I, th- okay. I think that's oh, okay. why. Uh, he says, I want to apologize in advance. I know my grammar sucks, so I hope you take it easy on me. We're not going to pick on you about that. No, our, our, grammar, our grammar sucks, too. Um, <laughs> yep. I stumbled on your guys' podcast about two months ago while I was searching for someone who would discuss the game known as The Last of Us, and it sounded like it blew Eric's hair away uh, when he gave us his take on The Last of Us in episode 101. I just finished the game in December 2015. If you're asking why so late... Believe me, I slapped myself after playing the game. I've been off and on gaming because of my newborn. Hashtag daddy duties. By the way, Dan, how'd you manage to play so much video games? Please give us a secret. LOL. Uh, actually, I kind of want to do an episode on that, you know, giving giving parents and specifically new parents tips on uh, sneaking in some game time. Uh, but basically, it's, you know, lack of sleep. <laughs> yep. That's That's mostly what it is. Uh, anyways, I'm reaching out to you guys to thank you for the podcast. I find myself listening to older episodes like when either Will or Corey, can't remember, had their first car accident into a ditch. Uh, plenty of up and down emotions, mostly down, of Eric's Buffalo Bills season and arguments between computers and consoles. All because you had me on a goose chase looking for a uh, prediction you guys made about 
Pokemon going going to mobile. Uh, by the way, did anyone find it? Regardless, thank you guys for the great podcast. I enjoyed it enough to spread the word. Hoping I can make fans out of others. Uh, yeah, Tito in LA actually found found that episode for us. Um, it was yep. it was part of one of his feedback. So uh, we have to get him his games. We haven't gotten him his games yet, have we? Yeah, no, we haven't. Okay, we, we didn't forget. We didn't forget. We're just uh, we're slow. just stupid and slow. Yeah, uh, Corey, I'll actually I have like six or eight games um, that I'll send you the the game and the Steam code for. Um, yeah, because I know you have a list compiled. Yeah, we just have to comp- compile the master list and then let Tito pick. Yeah, we'll let we'll it. let you pick a few games. Um, yeah, like I said, we're just uh, um, stupid and slow. <laughs> so. <laughs> But thanks for looking for it. Miguel. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I want to leave you guys with a question or topic. If you were to take uh, a mission or journey into space and the length of time is about 10 years, what three and only three games will you take with you? Keep in mind there is no online access for gaming, but you do have one buddy to tag along with you. If you want to argue or debate on who you would take with you or leave it, leave it for another topic, but I'm more curious of what games you guys would pick. Uh, here are my three games. I suggest you guys pick your own before reading mine. Mm. Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VI. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics would definitely be there. Um, Of the Final Fantasies, that would be the closest one to making my list. I don't know if it would, though. Really? Yeah, because you... I don't know. I was thinking about it um, earlier today. You kind of want something you can peel back, peel back the layers on. Mm-hmm. I can tell you one of my games would be Crusader Kings too. Um, specifically yeah. because of how different that game can end up every time you play it. Um, you know, just pick one. You know, one little area that you start in. If you pick a different area, they, the game's going to play a hundred percent different. Yeah, uh, every time. So that would be one of my games. Definitely is Crusader Kings too. Hopefully with all the DLC too, because that adds more, more stuff. That would be good. He uh, said no internet, right? No internet. Yep. Okay. I the like a game like The Binding of Isaac. Yeah, like that has super endless, difficult with a ton of secrets and, and replayability. Replayability. Something like that would be pretty good for ten years. Yeah, I I would try to cover different things. Like I said, I would I would have Crusader Kings too, but I would I would want like a a multiplayer game that I could play with, uh, you know, a buddy of mine. Like you said, we could bring. So, I don't know Mario would, Kart. Eh, <laughs> probably like Smash Brothers. Yeah, I'd probably take Smash Brothers as another one. So Crusader Kings two, Smash Brothers. Ten to, years I, of Smash Brothers. Sure. It's a game yeah. that you, you know, if you have something to play with, like, it's just. What games are you thinking, Corey? I don't know, man. Definitely need, a, like, a building. Uh, Terraria. Like a, like, like a voxel like, game. Like a Minecraft. Yeah, although Minecraft wouldn't be my first pick just because I'm not super familiar with it. Yeah. Terraria. Terraria would be nice. I'm going Crusader Kings 2, Smash Brothers. I would need an RPG. I'm going to go with an old RPG. Um, Something like, uh, dang it, like Baldur's Gate. Something long and hard. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, something I haven't played, something that has a pretty lengthy game, like an, an old RPG like Baldur's uh, Gate, Baldur's Gate 2. Something like that, I think, would be my third game. I was thinking like something I know we can't do multiplayer, but what popped into my head was something that I could spend those 10 years getting wicked good at. Mm -hmm. So when I was able to, I could make money doing it. When you come back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will, do you have your third game? I don't know. Um, It's a good question. I want a game. I don't know if I want an RTS or like another like RPG, like a game like Diablo or one of the Fallout or a Skyrim. Diablo would be a good one because you could do your hardcore mode and see how far you take it. Yeah, maybe maybe Diablo would be one I I would probably take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Diablo three. Hmm. Corey, I'm gonna go. I'll say the Binding of Isaac. Uh-huh. I've never even played it. Uh, Terraria. What's that last one? Probably like an Elder Scrolls game. Something with just a ton of lore. Uh huh. That you could spend all the time reading the books. Yeah, stuff. spend all the time reading the books. Like get to know. Every character in each town and what they do in, I don't know. I think something, something like that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what were your three, three games? Final Fantasy Tactics, um, Smash Brothers, and then Diablo 3. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm Crusader Kings 2. Um, Smash Brothers. I don't know if I'd go Baldur's Gate now that I think about it. Go. Torchlight. <laughs> the first Torchlight. Uh, here, here's uh, here's Miguel's three games. He's doing Grand Theft Auto V, FIFA, and Final Fantasy VII. He says, I honestly haven't played Grand Theft Auto V, but I know the game has a lot to offer, like racing, flying, shooting, story, etc., Reason for FIFA is because I need some sport game to keep me going, and FIFA can be challenging even for the top players. And Final Fantasy VII mainly because I love that game and story. So let's hear your choices, and I'm sure your fans will love to hear it. Once again, thank you, and I will continue to support your podcast, Avenger Out. Thanks, Miguel. It's uh, nice to hear from you. Yeah. I would have to do some thinking on my third game. It would definitely be like an older RPG with a lot of length to it. Um, I'll I'll think about it and uh, hopefully get back next week. But definitely Final Crusader Fantasy. Kings 2. Uh, no. No, because those are short. Like, even Final Fantasy 6, if you know what you're doing, you can beat it in, like, 20 hours. Oh, that's long. Yeah. It's it's not as long as, as we all remember it, which is weird. I would say Final Fantasy 7 pretty long. Yeah, I think that one even, though, is only, like, 30 or 35 hours. We're going look to up, the how long Yeah, to beat. look up how long to beat. I, I don't think it's super long. I think when I, I was at uh, doing my speed run, sort of, of Final Fantasy VI, I was at the Floating Continent in like three hours. Yeah. Uh, 40, 38 to 40. Yeah, that seems about so right. So I, I guess you're right. It's longer, not super long still. Uh, This is Dan who, who sent this into our website. He says, just a heads up. 
Uh, Pokemon Revolution Online. It might not last long because it's not Nintendo doing it, so they might take it down, but it's still a Pokemon, but still a Pokemon MMO is amazing. So thank you for that. Pokemon Revolution Online. Online. Yep. So if you're interested in a Pokemon MMO, look into that. There it is. Yep. Uh, Andy in Germany says Fallout 3 wasn't banned in Germany. They released a low violence version and the uncut was adult only. So thank you for clarifying all that. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to hear it wasn't banned outright. I hate hearing that. Maybe I think but probably what he means by a low violence version is not the exploding heads and exploding, you know, blowing limbs off and stuff. Probably just people get, yeah, excuse me, people getting just shot, you know. Then was it banned in India then in Australia? Was that the two countries it was Prob- banned in? Probably. Australia likes to, to ban games. If we have any Australians listening to us, you could clarify that for us too. But uh, I know they like to to ban things or censor things too a lot of times saudi arabia that's not a surprise Man. <laughs> i'd be surprised if it was even available like in saudi arabia you know hmm. interesting yeah so so then bethesda went through the effort to get the low the normal game out there is that what that was about then yeah must be which is good I wonder if they're doing a remaster. We're, we're not fans of censorship on this podcast, are we? Yeah, not at all. Okay. Um, so thanks for that, Andy in Germany. Andreas. Uh, Tito from LA says, I played some of the beta for The Division, and I might buy it to play with some old Destiny peeps. So going online looking for cheap prices for the game, I went ahead and checked out cdkeys.com, a place I've bought a couple games from with great prices. That's when I saw Rise of the Tomb Raider for PC for 33 bucks. I jumped at it because I've been wanting to play that game. Rise of the Tomb Raider looks great. I'll be putting serious hours into that game this weekend. Good to see Rocket League getting from some love from ESPN, and also I saw today their Batmobile announcement. That will be DLC I will buy once it comes out. I, we don't, I, don't, I don't think we talked about that. Eric usually keeps us posted on uh, Rocket League stuff, but yeah, they're, put, they're putting the Batmobile in Rocket League for the Batman vs. Superman movie. Hmm. Looks pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I I would buy that just because it looks so awesome. What's this ESPN and Rocket League thing? I don't I know about that. I don't know. I didn't hear about that either. I just typed it into YouTube and I'm, nothing's coming up. Okay. You oh, know, on ESPN Esports. Oh, like a show about it. I think it's. That's, I don't think it's it, on the. I think it's just on their their esports e- e- channel okay. on their it, website. It's a good fit because it. A sport, you know? Sure. So, uh, he says, I blame being an adult with, with a job to my gaming problems. I can't ever finish a game because I can buy games without having to go through the parents now. When you're a child, you have to convince your parents to buy you a game. Only one game. It's a hard sell if you try to push two or three games on them. So you dedicate all your energy into convincing your parents on this one game. And when you finally get it, you're so excited and you play the shit out of it. Uh, now that I live on my own and make money, it's like I have gamer ADD. Any game that's out and I'm interested in, uh, if I see it on sale, I'll buy it. Just a couple yep. weeks ago, I bought a few games. Uh, Goodbye Fallout 4, Witness, Oceanhorn, Talos Principle, Hello Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tito, I agree. Um, that 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 is, uh, especially if your parents aren't like big on you gaming like ours weren't when we were younger, we would get you know a game or two for Christmas maybe a game for our birthday 
and that was it. So you'd have <laughs> like three games to play all year, you know. So I probably got the most games out of. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Easily. Winner. Um, games are like they're cheaper now too. Uh, when all is said and done, you know there was Nintendo sixty four games that would cost seventy eighty bucks back then, which is I think equal to like about a hundred dollars now. So, um, are there any video games out or that have come out in the last couple of years that you guys would put a hundred dollars down for? Probably without having without knowing what it what it is. Oh no, I would you never know? do that. Never. I like to know what I'm spending my money on, usually. Well, I mean, other than, like, reviews and stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, GTA Five. <laughs> Would you have spent $100 on Mario Kart 8? Um, probably, if it came with all the DLC and I knew how much time I was going to put into it. I think I've put, like, 120 hours into Mario Kart 8. But you wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that ahead of time, no. I would only know, I would know that now with, with, uh, Hindsight is twenty twenty. you know. Will, would you have paid $100 for Life is Strange? I mean, no, because I don't really think I would spend $100 on any game, really. It's yeah. a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I mean, I'm sure there's some example for a game that I loved that I would do it on, but I'd have to be a long game. I don't think there's a single game that has come out in the last five years that I would have spent a hundred dollars on ahead of time. Yeah, maybe Skyrim. You know, being a big fan of Elder Scrolls, I could see and the hype building up to that game. Yeah, and just how excited I was. Went to a midnight release. Yeah, as the the last time I think I went to a midnight release. Yeah, those are going by the wayside because of digital. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I could, Some of the people that were at those things Fallout were scary. 4. You would have spent a hundred dollars for Fallout Four. Yeah, because I was really, ahead of time. Really, really excited. And for then it. you would have been pissed afterwards. <laughs> I mean, technically, I did buy two copies of the game. Yeah, that equate to a hundred dollars. There you go. Did you pay oh. full price for the for your computer version, or no, did you get I it from paid, Green Man? Forty five. I want to say. Okay. And then I bought the $60 PlayStation 1 so Corey could play my PC one. That's right. boy. Yeah. Always looking out for your brother. <laughs> Guess who are the two people who disliked the game the most? <laughs> Me and Corey. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Tito. I'm also really digging Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's really, really good. It's It's longer, too, than the first one. I think I've put like 25 hours into it or something. As I said, Ooh. I'm trying to collect everything, but it's it's still a lot longer than the first one. So that's good. Uh, Idaho Jake says, Hello, boys. I wanted to give my first impression. Impressions of Far Cry Primal. I'm really liking Primal. Not sure if it's my favorite one, but it is up there. I think BC the BC take is great. I think not having guns makes it better. I really don't think there is a main... St- I really don't think there's a main story, and I think that helps the game because all you're doing is making a village and helping other wenges. Is that the the tribal peoples? Yep. Wenges? Okay. Uh, Hey, hey, they do have fast travel, but I never use it unless I'm saving uh, and quitting the game for the night. Of course, my favorite part is taming the animals. Right now I have an owl that I could send to scope out outposts, and I just got a tiger that that likes to kill bad guys and eat them. Mm. Uh, One crazy thing is the animals will pee if you don't move. (laughs) Nice. I, I like little details like that. 
That stuff's fun. Uh, I'm over five hours in and so far enjoying it a lot right now. It is a recommend. So cool. That's Jake's take on, uh, on Far Cry Primal. I'm, a, I'm actually really looking forward to playing that next week. I'll wait for one of you jabronis to get it on PC. I have it on PC. Or I will have it on PC. Oh. On okay. uh, Uplay. Uh, you oh, on Uplay. Yeah. Yep. Nah, I have your login details. Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> question of the week. Because of the success of the movie of the year, Deadpool, which, 500, which did $500 million worldwide, what superpower would you want? Uh, what is your superhero or villain name, and what is your origin story? So, for superpower, there would probably be three choices for me. Okay. I would love to breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. I love swimming and whatnot, and I like the whole being underwater thing. <laughs> Sounds stupid now that no, I say No, I was just thinking... <laughs> Have you heard the the? Did you see the the um? Was it Family Guy? They do they make fun of Aquaman. Um, because like there's a crime going on uh, on on land, and Aquaman's just sitting in the water, like just just come in the water, I can take you down. He <laughs> can't yeah, do anything. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's pretty good. But go um, ahead. I, that's why I was laughing. I wasn't laughing. That, I would also like to breathe underwater. That's 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 well, cool. After I said it, I looked at Corey's face. <laughs> I just said it all. But I would still like to do that. I would also really like to talk to animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to see what is going on with them. Yeah. Uh, and also, just like being able to read. This is something that I probably wouldn't want, but I think it would be interesting. Would be able to read people's minds. Yeah, and what they're thinking it'd probably be really dangerous and I wouldn't want to know because then there's just some things I don't want to know about people but I feel like yeah. that'd be really interesting mm-hmm. for the name I have no idea that's so the you'd hard be part. a psychic merman psychic <laughs> merman man yeah well, I would choose I would choose one of them because oh. it has to be one right uh, yeah what superpower would you want I'm. I would go with invisibility. That that's that would be what I would do. And all my like, if I was going to be a villain, like I would probably just do it for my own personal benefit, and not to hurt other people. You know, like it would be to yeah. it would be to rob a bank so I could hold my. I would be invisible, and I would want to hold you know rob a bank or whatever and hold myself up someplace in the woods with no one around. You know. Hmm. That's I would be I, like I would be um uh recluse man. <laughs> recluse. Hollow man. I kind of like Hollow man. I would need to come up with my own name. I would be recluse man. Hollow Dan. Hollow Dan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it it would be all for my own personal benefit and I I wouldn't want to hurt anybody cuz I uh, that's just not my thing, you know. Come on. You want to hurt anybody? Not really. I don't. I don't harbor ill will towards people. I just want to be left alone. You know. That's true. You don't. I've never heard you say you hate somebody. I don't. Mm. I dislike some people. I don't. I hate is a strong word. Yeah, Corey. Can you think of a time where Dan says he hated somebody? I'm sure not I have. Not off the top of my head. I feel like I. I can remember thinking, "Wow, I've never heard Dan say he hates a person before." After he said that about somebody, 
but I can't remember specifics. Yeah. And even like if I said oh, I hate that guy, it's hate for me is dislike. Yeah, honestly, you know? that that word gets kind of lost its like. Yeah, it loses its meaning definitely. <laughs> well, the th- the problem with the word hate is it implies like there's an active dislike. Yeah. You know, like you're you're putting effort into the disliking of a person. Yeah. Whereas, like, there's people I know I hate, but I don't. I don't think about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I hate somebody, they're just removed from my world. I don't, you know, I don't harbor it. I don't think about it. I don't, you know? Yep. Yeah. Totally. I sort of feel the same way about the word love, too. Mm. You don't just... think about it. You just remove it from your world. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, everybody says it so much. Like, oh, I love that. Or, oh, Dan, I love that guy. It's just like. Or I love you. Those words have never been uttered from my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) My friends think it's really weird that as a family, we don't say we love each other. (laughs) I do sometimes. I don't remember the last time I told a family member, I love you. Well, I've never told you that. (laughs) No, even to like Allison or mom. Like I've never. We were Skyping one day with Allison. I forget what how it happened. And she was like hanging up and I was like, Bye sissy, we love you. <laughs> He's like, Who said that? <laughs> it was just such a weird thing to come out of one of our mouths. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Alright, Corey, what about you? Mediocre man. Mediocre. Okay. Now you're and speaking my language. Well it sounds it sounds boring, but if you think about it, yeah, if you're mediocre at everything then that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, you might be uh, like a mediocre omelet maker, mm-hmm. and that's nothing. But you're also a mediocre airline pilot. Yeah. Mediocre nuclear physicist, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So you understand everything, but you're just average yeah. at it. Like, yeah, I could fly a plane. Just not great, but, you know, yeah. I can do I get it. Well around. enough. Yeah. yeah, I can get around. I'm a C. C <laughs> pilot. That's a good one, Corey. That's really good. Mediocre man. I like What's it. your origin story? Well, nobody really knows. It's not important. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a good question. We'll have to try to remember uh, that one for Eric next week. Yeah. And also uh, Miguel's. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Eric's going to listen. Hopefully he, he writes it down in his notes. Because I don't know that any of us are going to remember to to tell him to prepare answers to these. Maybe. Maybe one of us will. Oh, that reminds me. I want to start putting, uh, again, the question of the week up on the website. Uh-huh. And I like how people send in questions. Yeah. I think that's a little more fun than me trying to come up with something. Yeah. If you have any questions, just ask us. Or, yeah, like question a good week. idea for question of the week. Uh, send it to us, you know. Ahead of time, so we Ahead can post it. And, and we'll post it, you know, the week before the episode airs. Or maybe we will do the question of the month thing where it's like one question that people can just answer throughout answer the month. throughout the month. That's then, a good idea. Oh. I like that. Okay. Any other thoughts? No. Yeah. I don't think I have anything nah, either. Yeah. 
Uh, next week's episode, uh, Eric is going to be back. We're going to be talking about Far Cry Primal. Um, I think that's that's it, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably try and stream this weekend. Yeah, yeah, we'll try and stream something. Maybe Rocket League when we play it. Yep. So if you're a PC Rocket Leaguer, you could probably even get in on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You guys and your Rocket League. Will, why don't you play, man? It's fun. I, I, It's one of those games, as I said, I will never play by myself. Um, but I love playing it. Like I, Me and Corey and Chris had a blast last weekend playing it. It was a lot of fun. When we had set up time to play the division, Corey, and you said, let's just play Rocket League instead, I wanted to slap you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, wa- I wanted to play something new and fun and not Rocket League for the umpteenth time. What? We ended up playing the division for quite a while, too. Yeah, but when you were like, I'd rather just play Rocket League instead, I was like, God. Man, I was in the zone. Maybe I secretly just hate Rocket League. Why? How can you hate Rocket League? I don't hate it. I just don't want to play it all the time. There's been some server issues. I had lots of lagging out issues, and I wasn't the only one. Like every, Everybody would get kicked from the game and then brought back in. Yeah. And have... the score would be registered, but all the stats would be gone. Huh. Hopefully they sort that crap. Bizarre. But the, I think the matchmaking has gotten a lot better. Right. Yeah, I would say that when we first started playing, because we won like eight games in a row or whatever when we first started playing. And then we just started losing. Yep. Okay. Uh, That'll do it for episode 240 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three.